Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This one's for you tonight. Okay. Let's get started. I'm going to be honest with you. That was your most beautiful Riley chant that I've ever heard. I don't know if it's just me and the how vibes are vibing. The vibes are vibing. <laughs> that thing hit a new tone. Yeah. Beautiful tone. We should um, record like a carol where it's like, ding, hear the bells. Da, 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 da. Riley and Amy, church the whole time. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do we I know wanna... any like music producers? <laughs> yeah, of course we do. Um, I want a new, you know, someday I want to do sort of a Sound of Music-esque new intro for Turtle Time. Yeah. You know, because we, we don't need to lean so much on Vanderpump Rules. I love them. Yeah. I love them so much, but Turtle Time is all-encompassing Bravo. Yeah. I was thinking maybe a fake sort of like like a musical score with us singing. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and I just sprung that on you now, but, you know, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just... Um, I candidly i mentioned before my uh, weekly therapy is about one hour before we record every week so i'm like really exerting everything i have on thursdays um and i was telling her that i was like you know we're doing great the show is fun and we cover it all but i really think both us personally and our audience will be so revitalized come uh, Vanderpump season. Oh, I think so too. You're exactly right. And your therapist, <laughs> I, what did they say to that? She was like, absolutely. That's, she, <laughs> I trust her. I think the power of Summer House and Vanderpump yeah. Rules coming back at the same time is going to be almost too much to even for people to fathom. Yeah. And that's when our little turtle cuties who maybe went back our into fair their weather. Shelves, our fair weather. <laughs> no offense to you if you're a fair weather little turtle cutie. They're hibernating. Yeah, you're hibernating. You didn't want to hear us talk about um, Southern Charm. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, they're going to come back in full force. Our 
best episode I just saw from Spotify Wrapped. Our highest oh, yeah. performing episode is The Ghost of Charlotte. Oh, wow. Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 3 oh, recap. That the was last the last one. That was the pinnacle. That's when everyone wanted the last uh, juice yeah. of Vanderpump Rules. And then all that juice is going to come roaring back, I think. <laughs> it's going to be like that meme of all the white girls running that people were posting during BravoCon, where it was like, <laughs> people saw Sunstrack, and yeah. they're like, ah! Is it not confirmed that that was Dorit? Do people are people just joking that it was Dorit? I think that I think people are just like using that for everything. It was so funny when I thought it was just Dorit, but I it, I knew it was too unfathomable. That's gonna be people running to their iPhones to queue up the new Turtle Time when oh. um I keep wanting to call it Scandaval. How dark is that? What I'm like when new... Scandaval starts. <laughs> Post Scandaval, um, we let's do that meme with people running when Vanderpump Rules back, but have our new intro to where you hear the chorus music of our intro, and then it's sends them people running. running. Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. Um, oh, I had more to say. Spotify Wrapped was oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I loved everyone sharing, and I loved seeing what other podcasts they were listening to. Yeah, also, our biggest seems rivals. like a juicy scoop is a big overlapper. Juicy Scoop, yeah. uh, Heather McDonald. Yeah. She's aware of us, you know? Yeah, she said hi to you at BravoCon. Yeah, I mean, to us. She waved at both of us. Okay. She I really thought it did. was more to you. Well, okay, but she looked at you and I saw a smile. <laughs> I think... You know she has like a dark, deep feud with Jeff Lewis. Um. Okay, can I instantly say who I side with in that feud? Who? Heather McDonald. Yeah, he's like... I find him entertaining, but he's like evil. Yeah, he's evil. Which, yeah. I mean, I watched Flipping Out the whole time it was on and like the basis of the show is that he's an asshole yeah like that's like the log line respect to people who are blatantly evil <laughs> but i'm not gonna side with it's them. literally called flipping out like because he, he flips, flips houses but he also like goes into a rage all the time yeah he also i mean I, <laughs> he has bad takes on a lot of stuff i forget what some of his, his panel takes were that he didn't like monica on salt lake oh, city right, she's like, poor i felt like he was just trying to be like a snob for humor in that one yeah yeah right i don't know what the line is are you truly evil <laughs> like pure evil and but or do you just say things provocative things right. but why would you say why would you want to say wrong things to <laughs> provocative yeah i did kind of in, did we get into um his and crystal's feud oh i don't <laughs> know if we should it was <laughs> is it true that she called him what she called him yeah oh okay and he was like respect <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he really cared okay. i saw i mean i'll say it it's <laughs> it's it's you're gonna say I, it. i saw uh a deep not a deep divide. I, I saw different responses online uh, between the gay community. Okay. So I'll just say what I saw. But sure. essentially, Jeff Lewis said that Crystal was boring or whatever. He said, you know, she does, <gasps> didn't speak a word in the first right. episode. And he was like, and it was the best she's ever been because she didn't talk or whatever. And that's he was just the, like a dick about it. That's the, you yeah. know, that's the added provocative take. Yeah. And then they asked her about it on the carpet at BravoCon. And she was like, well, he apologized, you know, whatever. He's just a cocksucker. She called him a cocksucker. Was she quoting somebody who said that? Like, no. She was like, basically, she could have said, he's a dick. He's an asshole. He's a piece of shit. But she decided to pull out kind of a random, yeah, like, foregone I'll be honest. Insult. I'll be honest. I don't use that term very often. Me neither. It's a <laughs> mouthful. No pun intended. <laughs> uh i it's like hard to get out i can't imagine crystal saying it but i guess i have to believe that this i is... didn't i mean maybe i'm naive i 
I actually just don't think that she meant it in any like no yeah like derogatory no. sense beyond calling him an asshole. I think people that are offended are reading into it as like a slur, and I'm like, I don't think that's what she meant. Yeah, I think she was trying to turn up her hot take meter or. <laughs> What's that called? Yeah. Shade meter. Yeah. And it just doesn't work well no. with Crystal. I was going to get into that this week on the new episode. You can just see when she's trying to, it feels like there's someone in her ear like, spice it up. Like, come on. You have to say something a little mean. Yeah. And she does. And you're like, boo. Yeah. They just, it all <laughs> flops. Um, yeah. She's just so out of place uh, with this group. She's and so sleepy. She's so sleepy. Like when she got in the room with Sutton and Kyle, when they were fighting just to like interrupt them and be a part of the scene, she just just kind of stood there just yeah you know and didn't have any reaction to what they're doing i was like what what are you doing and then she tried to ham-handedly bring it up at dinner to like start things again I it's know. just like it's inorganic and um, she's dancing for her dinner because she knows this might be her last chance i think i think so yeah did you see taylor armstrong's out at oc she is mm-hmm. no. she posted like it was a great time with you ladies like godspeed or something and they were all like we love you godspeed <laughs> i made that up but it was basically like love you ladies had a great time oh like, so they just they sent out contracts and she didn't get one i guess so she was okay on oc yeah maybe she can just randomly come in the way cynthia bailey keeps popping up everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's like whoa you're here now okay what the hell was <laughs> so kyle invited all of these people to her cbd dinner camille well, Faye is obviously her friend yeah but camille denise <laughs> cynthia yeah i can't wait to get into whatever the fuck denise was on right drunk as hell i think <laughs> i guess um, she was like in her loopy era yeah um okay so uh well, well sorry. so taylor though that is kind of shocking to me because i yeah thought, i forgot about that i thought taylor did okay i mean you could tell at the reunion she only got like one segment and she was only out there for like five minutes because she didn't have much to talk about but i still thought she was when her when she when heather confided in taylor about how she was feeling with the group i thought that was a sweet sweet yeah moment but then taylor got drunk as hell at that barnum and bailey circus do you think she ruined it at the the finale i don't think they want drunkards that's true self-proclaimed or, or people that drink to excess like that um because there is you know a, a well now sort with of a the uh, shannon of it all yeah yeah but and so maybe they're like is that is that the only like thing that taylor wants to draw from mm-hmm. is like being a, a but i don't know I, I liked taylor this is actually the first time i ever liked her on oc yeah so i'm sad for her yeah i've been uh checking in here and there with shannon and she looks great She's, I can uh, tell Shannon is so sad, though. Yeah. she's. Just, I mean, she's always been sad. She's always been sad, but this made her even <laughs> sadder, if that's possible. And She looks good, though. She and that's looks, all that matters. She looks. If you look good, you feel good. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? There's some truth to that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you're right. Did I coin that? Um, <laughs> I saw she posted a photo with her like trainer that um, tortured her on camera and made her the, take her top off and went... <sighs> yikes I, I love that she that was the moment one of the moments she said is her her powerful moments on the show that was awesome i mean i would be so i don't know just i would make them delete the file i'd be like please stop showing that clip every chance you get right please i think they're kind of sparing with it because every time i see well, it I'm i've like, seen Whoa. it like fucking 10 times how you just made oh oh you just before i forget because i do want to talk about shannon but i want to talk about john jansen's ass what do you do? Is it is it John Jansen? 
Yeah, her ex. He's, he's been spotted out <laughs> around town at the Quiet Woman, at the other place with Alexis. No. What's, what's, what's Bellino? Yeah, Alexis Bellino. Really? Oh, oh my God, if I'm wrong. I, I, I'm almost positive it's Alexis Bellino. Oh it is. Oh, my God. He, he tried to pretend like he's not all about this rhoc life he is that he's a private man who doesn't want to be on camera Mm. and all of them said he does want it more than life he's a schemer he's a schemer yeah do you remember at the bravos when alexis went rogue and was like i'm the only woman on this stage that hasn't slept with slade smiley she went rogue and said that andy like ran in he was like she's going off script (laughs) (laughs) cut her mic off she just said something uh very provocative which i'm like i mean they should have written that for her it's the obvious thing to say yeah that's great wait so who uh, everyone had had sex with with it was Lori, gretchen and joe yeah um and gretchen is still with him who's the first season gina keogh yeah she never made love but she wasn't there (laughs) no she she, should have been yeah where was she she's so sweet Remember her demon husband and kids? Uh, of course. That that is what allured me to OC. I was like, they were so seen... much worse than I remembered when I rewatched oh, it. They're bad kids. And no <laughs> since then, no franchise has had bad kids like the OC kids. Yeah. They're like they were running wild in that neighborhood. Yeah. They were like killing cats and putting their heads in mailboxes. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean anyway, uh, but Alexis what was her uh, sorry, her Bellino. Bellino was when she was married. They're no longer yeah. married. What is her other name? I keep thinking Alexis Bledel, but that's Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, that would be a different kind of show. She should be on um, Beverly Hills. Is she Hills. married to Vincent Kartheiser? They got divorced. Okay. I get all of my um, my Bledel updates once a year. And so <laughs> as of now, from my yearly update, those two things are true. Okay. He should have been an Oppenheimer. Can't yeah, you see y- it? Did I see? Can't you see it? Oh, I could totally see him, but I think we're also thinking of him in his Mad Men life, and he's from the 50s. Yeah. So, but he does, he looks like Just that. Just throw him in the room with all the other whites. He, yes. He doesn't do shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. What is, does that mean by your logic? He's bad? He could be really bad on set, but also, I'll be fully honest, he wasn't the best actor. He told yeah. He told me one time, we were <laughs> drinking beers. And he said if AMC had been a proper network, or if Mad Men had mm-hmm. been on a proper network, none of those people would have gotten jobs on the show. They yeah. would have gone to way more higher profile actors. So they were sort of digging in the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no offense to John Hamm. Yeah. No offense. Some to of them were a sleigh. Roger Slattery. I, yeah. They did the best in the world with what they were working with, but Vincent Car is that his name? Kartheiser? Kartheiser, he told me. He said, Riley, <laughs> if this had been on HBO, Showtime, I would not have been cast as Pete Campbell. Yeah. And I, I he's great as Pete Campbell, but I think they worked within his limits as an actor. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Bladell was on it? She, oh, yeah. she was, he like had an affair with her one time. Yeah. And um, she was like boring as hell. Yeah. That was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time I went at the um, Amundsen Theater, I went pee in the same stall that, um, Joan, what's her name? Really? Christina Joan? Hendricks. Um, the same, I sat the same on the urinal? seat right after her no juicy ass. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't want to like, ask. It's still warm from Christina Hendricks. Thank you for not making me ask that question. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Christina Hendricks's ass sat on that toilet in the Amundsen? Yeah. And you didn't use um, one of those paper. No uh, way. <laughs> I wanted to get that contact. That's awesome. Do you typically use those, though? <laughs> no. Really? Who are we fooling? Come on. 
you're they're fooling me into thinking that my are you sitting beer. on a lot of toilets in public oh, oh as wow. a man oh oh every once in a while as a man you i mean i don't want to get too specific here but every once in a while i do have to put one of those paper sheets down i'm in a hurry okay i don't have time to like make the table so no- <laughs> so nothing about you thinks christina Hendricks's ass was just on this thing i'm putting my bare ass on the same thing you don't think like that no, That's I'm not. I'm like the opposite of a germaphobe. I'm okay. really not. All right, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm not a germaphobe, a big one. But for some reason, that sanitized <laughs> napkin that you put on a toilet seat really gives me. I mean, peace. I get it, and sometimes I will if it looks like there might be like a droplet or something. <laughs> droplet, I am. <laughs> droplet, I am wiping that off with a big bundle yeah, of maybe toilet with my paper. foot. <laughs> yeah, with my foot, and I'm putting two <laughs> layers of peace of mind yeah. sanitary napkin. For on. sure. Sanitary napkin. You never told me about that Christina Hendricks story. (laughs) I didn't lead with it. We should have saved that for Patreon. (laughs) Paywall. Okay, so yeah, Vincent Karheiser, um, Christina Hendricks, Mad Men. We were talking about John Jansen. He's clearly in it for the show. Then we were talking about Alexis Bellino (laughs) going back to Tamra. And then that's like the OC roundup. But I did just hear, just to finish this OC talk, everyone got their contracts besides. Oh, really? Besides. uh, Taylor. Taylor. Everyone is Everyone. back. Okay. Heather confirmed at Kathy Hilton's huge bash oh, right. that she's coming back. Right. So <laughs> did you see okay, sorry. Oh, uh no. I think I'm cool with that. I liked the cast. Me too. I had fun. If Tamara had calmed down a little bit and not tried to um stir up so much blatant shit, I would have been much happier. But I think now Heather is gonna be so powerful in response to Tamara that Tamara's gonna be on her heels fighting for her life on the ropes i hope think so i hope so yeah um i didn't like super dig into kathy's party obviously i saw that a lot of people were there did you see that landon from southern charm was there i woke up uh <laughs> two mornings ago and my wife megan put a phone in my face and she said landon was at <laughs> kathy hilton's party like, why i said whoa Landed. I mean, once people are in the Bravo universe, I mean, if I was one season wonder and I was kicked off, I would try to hang on for dear life. Yeah. Well, I guess she lives in LA now, right? She's like... Yes. Yeah. She was um, She was very bad on Southern Charm. She's weird. She's a great... I mean, I know she listens to Turtle Time and I think you're a great person, Landon, but I just <laughs> didn't think... I don't know. She was odd. On. Do you think she was better or worse than that woman with the insane mohawk? Landon was better than her. Okay. Because based on the longevity of Landon being on the show, I think they knew there was something there. Yeah. Also, Landon had some iconic moments when she professed her, professed her love to Shep. Yeah. Um, and he was so shocked that he <laughs> spilled his wine all over the place. That was fun. And when she went into that meeting um, for her website and she didn't have a prototype. That was another iconic Landon yeah. moment. I loved that era where every girly thought that a blog was a feasible lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Saucy had a blog moment. Yeah. Candy had a blog moment. Yeah. Katie. Katie had a blog moment. Pucker and Pout. I want to search the Pucker and Pout archives. We should. It's like, I mean, how many posts do you think are on there? No offense to Katie. I just don't think her heart was Definitely in it. less than like 30. Yeah. Do you remember the Pucker and Pout uh, premiere party? Yeah. When James crashes. Yeah. That was oh, good shit. That was awesome. Um, I'm like 
low-key excited that we're watching the old season on Patreon just because I like having a reason to watch it. <laughs> just Vanderpump in general. Yeah. No, I love it too. And not to plug our, you know, Patreon this early, 17 <laughs> minutes in, but I am loving so first of all, I love watching it with you and having our takes and our opinions in it because I've never watched the show with you and we never got to talk about old Vanderpump Rules. I love that. But I love this Ariana Tom sinister duo that I'm that yeah. I'm seeing. Not Ariana's not sinister, but the fact that they're these confidants in this lie about Miami girl and right. now knowing that they truly did lie, it's just so interesting to see them because I they had the hero edit in yeah. my mind. And I, I you know, Ariana is not so much to blame. She was just defending Sandoval through his yeah. cheating horrors or whatever. But it is interesting to watch them lie through their goddamn teeth. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I would love to talk to people that always had the right take always yeah. of like they're driving Kristen mad. I mean, Kristen is also sinister and insane in her own way yes. and does things um, in an unhealthy manner. But at the same time, she was being gaslit. Um, so anyone that was always on her side completely, I would love to hear Me what too. they have to say. We, we should interview a lifelong Sandoval <laughs> hater yeah, and Kristen defender from the very start. I wonder who that would be. Yeah. Um, but if yeah, you're, comment if that was you, if you have, which I think Sandoval does have a divided loyalty or whatever. I yeah. think 50% of people have hated Sandoval, thought he was like a try hard, yeah. performative, lame, uh, narcissist or whatever. Yeah. But so if you've always had that view and you were always team Kristen and don't lie about it, yeah. but you got to let us know because yeah. that, that's, that's been the, the wildest revelation to me. Yeah. Rewatching. Cause it was always that. You know, remember Jax was always so judgmental of Tom and Ariana's relationship, at least like a little later yes. when he's like, this isn't working. Yes. She doesn't want a kid. You do. Like, what are you doing? He called it a facade. Yeah. And Sandoval, I feel like, used that exact same term three <laughs> years later. He just wasn't ready to admit that right. Jax was right. Right. And at the time, we were all like, Jax is such an asshole. What does he know? Whatever. Which, you know, I don't think that their relationship was that bad that far back like i'm worried you think if we watch it again it'll be obvious? well i think he was that he was really on the hashtag facade like season <laughs> seven eight seven and eight and nine yeah. maybe yeah so well he wasn't on nine sorry yeah. seven and eight and i do i think it's possible that tom sandoval's view his impression of the relationship might line up with that yeah i don't know but, i mean it's um, the thing with jacks that we always talk about is if you're cynical about everyone yeah. and everything and you say that everyone is a liar or a bad you know this the odds are on that show that you will be right yeah <laughs> so if you just like say that everyone is a flop or a liar chances are you know broken clock is right twice a day yeah and in his case, <laughs> a few more times than just twice, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're really doing a full Bravo Universe roundup. <laughs> I love it. And there's even more to say. Totally. Um, you I, are, speaking of? Yeah. I watched, um, what is it called? Special Forces World's Toughest Test. It's a yeah. real mouthful also. Is um, it Special Forces colon? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this week was the last episode, which I didn't even know while wow. I was watching it. And it was a literal like Abu Ghraib, <gasps> Guantanamo tortures at like zone. Is there any photos of <laughs> Sandoval wearing? No, I'm just like a, they do That's... put bags on their head. Really? Um, they like waterboarded them a little bit. They made them wear headphones with screaming baby sounds for hours. Wait, they... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Not I kidding. feel like I just drifted off 
into sleep for the last five seconds while you're really saying this. They, they waterboarded them lightly. Yeah. Are you, that you can't waterboard. I know. They dunked their heads and were like, you're a disgusting piece of shit. Dunking? Dunking is different. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was the classic water pour over the head that they did hold their heads underwater okay. when it was very cold. That's, that's, yes, that's a water dunk. Okay. Um, those are still sanctioned. In the pool rules of my household growing up, uh, we would call um, being dunked at the end of the pool deep end donkeys. Who did that? My sister would attempted murder me. Deep end donkeys would be when your sister would take you to the deep end and dunk your head down in the water. Yeah. For how long would for how long would excessively? She whoa, whoa! Deep end donkeys for over what five seconds? Yeah. Oh deep my end donkeys. So you were sort of getting special forces world's toughest test in that deep end. Totally. Um, okay. But Sandoval but made it to the babies, end. Did they listen? Did they let the audience listen to the screaming babies? Yes, and like Sandoval was shaking. Um, Jojo did... Jojo Siwa quit. She did? Yeah. Quit the show when the, w at what point? I think it was during the Screaming Babies. Did the Screaming Babies, I mean, I know what they sound like. <laughs> Is it like the piercing scream? Like, yeah. Screaming Babies, multiple? I think it's also like there's something deep within our psyche that doesn't yeah. like that, you, like you, our most vulnerable members to be in danger, yeah, you know? If you, yes. If you heard it, if I heard a Screaming Baby in your kitchen right now, <laughs> I would want to stop Turtle Time for at least you know 10 seconds and check on it right <laughs> yeah um but sandoval i'll give him credit he's he made it to the last episode he's done very well like physically yeah. throughout he is always someone that has been winning the challenges and jojo stuff. took her airpods out and just said i'm not <laughs> listening to screaming babies anymore. yeah she said they had this guy that they refused to show that was called the umpire and they would only show his mouth and he'd be like i'm the umpire if you uh, want to get out of here, you have to come through me. And he was like the expert on interrogation. And Jojo said, I would like to see the umpire. Really? <laughs> I have to watch Special Forces. I don't know. If I'm I, telling you, it's batshit insane. I don't know if I want to watch it or no, just you hear you recap it because I can't imagine a world where this is actually true. She said, I demand to see the umpire and the umpire interrogated her. He, she was like, I need to go home. And he was like, give me your badge. What? <laughs> um did he, he didn't interrogate her no they had different um Interrogate. interrogators um one of them was a woman and uh, one of them was a man and they actually interestingly they were playing mind games and so the interrogation experts were nice because they were trying to like con them you know okay um oh like a good cop bad cop. exactly um but then if you fucked with them they'd get furious and like hold you by the collar and scream in your face oh my god my worst nightmare <laughs> but sandoval um he was shivering like physically shivering oh, and no. crying during the because it was really cold and the babies were screaming and so um they did like a medical <laughs> check <It's sort> of, <laughs> i mean it sort of is like he got punished and tortured for scandal i know it's like the opposite of schwartz on winter house like <laughs> schwartz went to heaven yeah. sandoval went to hell yeah screaming babies <laughs> dunked in your head you're you're crying and shivering from the cold no totally he got a medically checked by the doctor because they were like i guess we should see if he has hypothermia the doctor takes off his mask and is actually umpire oh my god he like blasts him with like ice <laughs> um 
But then it turned out that they were like, he's full of shit. He's faking. He's really, they were like, he's not even shivering anymore. Whoa. They were like, he just wanted comfort of, you know, going to the medical room. That's a psychological tactic. I'm sure. I'm sure. They probably knew he's shivering his ass off. (laughs) And they were like, he's full of shit. He's being uh, smug, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the umpire, who's the only one, I guess. I hate this umpire. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real motherfucker. They make it seem like, uh, for international safety, he can't be shown, but they show half of his face. I cannot be shown. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The bottom half? I, I'm yeah, they only show his mouth. Mask. Is he in a ski mask? They just like only film him like nose down. So he, you, they see his face. Yeah. And um, he has a beard and like it's his regular voice. So I'm like, if like Al-Qaeda or whoever sees this, they're going to be like, that's the fucking umpire. <laughs> Is it the bottom of his face? The bottom. And he's framed so where the camera, you just see him at the top his of his mouth. Sp- <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. It, it, do I have to watch the whole thing, or can I just watch that finale? Uh, yeah, I I wish that there was like a highlight reel, um, because at one point, um, Tyler Cameron, yeah, um, projectile vomits, and it's like my favorite Pro- clip. Projectile vomit is the funniest <laughs> form of vomiting. I'll show you later. It's like projectile. I, me and Jimmy send the clip to each other sometimes because they showed it again as like a flashback. Does Jimmy love it? The show? <laughs> yes. I've he's been like out of town here and there throughout, and I hate watching it without him, but I must watch it when it's on. But okay, I'm I'm, I'm just ripping through it when I have <laughs> time and I like we're caught up on all of our shows. Me personally, I'm just gonna rip through Special Forces. The narration have- is very funny. It'll be like today. They face their fears underwater. Oh, I okay. I like that. Projectile vomit. How uh, how far did it shoot out? Like th- three feet. What caused them to do it? Exertion. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Um, but okay. So the umpire is the only one that can boot them because usually it's all about they don't get eliminated. They just quit. So like right. everyone has just quit so far. So JoJo quit. She quit. And then the umpire didn't like Sandoval's fucking attitude. And he booted him. Wait, 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 wait. So, so normally you can only quit. Yeah. But then the umpire has the the right to choose boot. Yeah, because it's basically like they're fighting to join the special forces. That's the concept. And they were like, "We don't want you." What kind of attitude did he have with the umpire at the end? He's shivering. He's crying. He's hurt. What? what? Well, when the um, the interrogator was asking him questions, he would only answer in one word questions he'd be like and he'd be like say more than one word bitch and he'd be like okay and then he was like what's with the varnish on your nails and he, he was still like has the varnish on his nails he goes it's kind of my thing that oh he's been oh okay so he's, he's i mean it's kept... like peeling off it looks like shit what is the interrogator <laughs> i could talk about this for two more hours we no, maybe we just don't recap shows today what is what is he being interrogated about oh okay so there was um a thing a game where so everything else so far has been just like a physical challenge Mm -hmm. where it'd be like cross this rope or like get out of this sinking car or whatever car yeah they had to like unbuckle themselves and get a pack from the back while it was sinking they're literally underwater for like i mean it looks scary but they're underwater for like 10 seconds it's not that long you remember oh my god yeah great episode um so, but they, on the last episode, they did this whole thing where as groups, they had to um, get from point A to point B while they were being hunted with like a dog and like a team with flashlights, like trying to find them. Whoa. And they had a cover story 
it was basically mimicking if you were in a war zone right. or whatever and, and you had to you. pretend you were like yeah. Nat Geo or something. Like yeah. they were like, we're out here searching for rare birds. Yeah. Like in um, Argo. Repress. Remember Argo? Yeah. yeah, of course. Like that. Um, and so they got caught. And so then this was the interrogators are after they got caught. I so they had to hold up their bullshit. Oh, okay. So when he's going like, <laughs> what out? outlet do you report for he he said nat geo and they're like can you be more specific they gave i don't think sandoval got into it but they showed the other guys they told them that they were there searching for like something called like a cuckoo bird right and they were like i'm out here um they're all like freezing and like exhausted they're like we're looking for cuckoo birds who said that <laughs> like tyler cameron and nick vile was it in the day or night mm, uh, in the interrogation room, I don't oh, know. Okay. But I think I they got caught at night. It was dark. It's just funny that they were looking for cuckoo birds I know. At, at night and they got busted. And they were like, they're said to be extinct. And the interrogators were like, you're out here looking for a bird that's extinct. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Wow, that's great. If we ever get caught doing something, let's say we're looking for cuckoo birds. Okay. And then they'll be like, toughest test? <laughs> that, okay. I mean, I'm in. You sold me. I, I've already loved everything I've ever heard about it. But now I'm like, why? What am I waiting now for? Now I kind of want to watch the first season. Wasn't Kenya on yeah, it? And, Kenya, and Dr. Drew? Yes. And Kenya says that like it was one of the best experiences of oh her life. God. Like She feels how Tom Sandoval currently feels <laughs> about it. Um, I just love that they refused to give him the glory. He made it to the very end. He didn't quit. And no, they were like, nope. It's a fitting end to him, you know? It's like you don't get rewarded for all of this turmoil, you know? Yeah. Like he didn't ultimately get what he wanted, and maybe that's the proper punishment. Yeah. Went Nick through could... hell and then got like what? Like, is it like third place or second place? Fourth. Even... Fourth. I mean, well, so there were three winners because they just made it to the end. Nick it was Vial. Nick Vial, Tyler Cameron, and I'm blanking on her name, but she's an Olympic speed skater. Okay. So they all won. And they were so happy at the end. And then all of the special forces men that have been so mean the whole time were laughing and they were hugging at the end. And I was like, Sandoval just had to like go home One without away. any celebration for no reason, basically. Did they give them food? They fed them. Oh, I mean, oh, you mean at the like, end? Like, do they give him a big pizza Feast. and Diet Coke or something? They just, the very end was just them all hugging on like a cliff the, with like a drone shot. And the umpire goes, the end. <laughs> exactly. Closes the book. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed watching in tandem Toughest Test and Dancing with the Stars because mm -hmm. I just think it's very funny that this is where we've wound up. Yes. Uh, however many months later. Um, but similarly, Ariana's going to the finals. So I'm like, they were actually a power couple. They both made it to the very end of their endeavors. They were so strong together. And they're <laughs> still strong apart. <laughs> it's true. Um, they tried to pull shenanigans on Dancing with the Stars this week where um, there's five couples left um, or teams or whatever. And they had it where they had so-and-so is safe. So-and-so is safe. And they, the last two that was between was Ariana and this other girl, Sochi, who are, the two of them are very obviously the best, uh -huh. like clearly the like final two. Uh -huh. And it was going to be between one or the other to be eliminated. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like Allison Hannigan is not better than Ariana. Were they safe from votes? The, the, the other three safe. How, it was like, they read they them safe? in an order where it was like, yeah, like you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. And then it was going to be one or the other. And then they were like, 
neither of you. And so it's now everyone's going to the end. I mean, and I'm like, this is bullshit. It sounds very, all the rules of Dancing with Stars sound very <laughs> arbitrary. First totally. of all, I mean, no offense. I love hacking the vote system for Ariana, <laughs> but it's like these votes where you're texting 10 at a time and you're like votes outweigh or no fan. What is it? Votes outweigh your scores completely. Right. So you can just keep voting someone. It's like a combination of the two, but they, they have some arbitrary metric for which one they weigh over which. Right. Right. And it's then confusing. if the best two can be in the bottom and then they just have to be like, oh no, we can't lose either of you. So <laughs> we're not voting out. It's just like, what the hell? I know. What does this mean? I know. Um, yeah. And it's also just very funny that the show is flawed in the sense that you can't vote while it airs, like on Pacific right. time. I, You know who would really whip that show into shape? Who? The umpire. Totally. Oh Could my God. The imagine? crossover event of the century. Could you imagine that one judge goes under his table? He goes, I have to leave for a second, but someone's going to replace me. And then it's the umpire. Would that be? <laughs> There'd be a blood curdling scream. <laughs> It'd be like Phantom of the Opera. All um, right. Well, I'm re- I mean, I think if it's Ariana or Sochi, right? Yeah. They're the top two. I, I, I well, I don't know. I, I actually, I don't know the fan love um, for Sochi. So I, but I just, feel like it's ariana yeah it's a better story better story because so she's like 17 so it's like she can do it later she's 17 yeah you got your whole life ahead. i mean ariana does too but (laughs) she's been getting ariana's got progressively better as the time went on she's got a great story she wants it she's so dedicated to dancing with the stars yeah i mean no offense i don't know you know what anybody else is doing but i think she could win it yeah and i'm glad they i guess uh kept the voting at bay she's kept the cut at bay she's good good yeah um Damn, yeah Ryan. was there any other um news well the the only thing i wanted to say before we get into our shows is that i wanted to talk a little bit about nini leaks and her pivot i'm calling it a pivot <laughs> okay away from her own version of reality reckoning to possibly i would say very likely being embraced by bravo again yeah. so we talked about this a little bit off mic but um Nini first had her own reality reckoning. She went all in. She sued Bravo for discrimination. Mm-hmm. You remember that? That was yeah. like two years ago. Andy said on Watch What Happens Live, he was like, what a sad end to a wonderful career. Yeah. He was like, the, the book was closed mm-hmm. on Nini. Then, I don't think I don't think that discrimination lawsuit went anywhere. I think it, it, it flopped. And then when Bethany had her own reality reckoning, Nini was one of the first people that Bethany thought, hey, you have a grievance against Bravo. You'd be great in my orbit. Let's talk about this together. And they had the first interview. Yeah. Then they had a series of interviews. <laughs> and then since then, in the last like two weeks, um, Nini has scrubbed all evidence of any of her <laughs> interviews with Bethany. She refollowed Bravo. Bravo refollowed her. And I'm almost positive she just Instagrammed something saying the tastiest peach in all of Atlanta with a peach wow. emoji. So I think... Nini realized that she wants to be back in Bravo's good graces. She wants the Bravo universe. Bethany's universe, this this <laughs> reality reckoning might not be for her. And yeah. she could be on her way back to Atlanta, which I think would be, I mean, obviously huge. Yeah. I mean, I, everyone keeps saying it needs a little boost or whatever. That thing would boost it to <laughs> the, the stratosphere. I, I mean, Nini, with that group, I mean, I, I think there would be a shakeup there. I want to see Nini with Drew. I want to see Nini <laughs> with Ralph. I want to see Nini versus Candy again. They've never liked each other. Yeah, we um, see each other. Yes, they just they they've had a cold war the entire run yeah. of of Atlanta. So Nini is that would be amazing. I always 
like I'm so glad that she realized that she that she wants to be a part of the Bravo universe. At least I think she is realizing that. Yeah. I was just telling you that I watched a TikTok of a compilation of Nini moments and I was laughing so much. It's so funny. She makes me laugh more than anyone. <laughs> I think I think I think the funniest objectively funniest uh, cast member they've ever had, right? Yeah. I she's mean, so funny. Um, I can't even think of who. I mean, Bethany is funny. People don't yeah. like her sense of humor now, but Bethany would be a top five. But I think Nini yeah. is just naturally funnier. Yeah, all of her funniest moments would hit harder than Bethany's probably. Yeah, because it's um, at least in the sense that she is like joking. Like some people are like Sonia is funny to watch. Yes, but Nini is like a comedian. <laughs> yes, right. Like her sense of humor is just is like amazing. I was just telling Riley before that one of the clips was a moment I had forgotten about when her and Kim are fighting and she was like, I'll pluck your eyes out, bloop, bloop, and like makes the little plucking motions, bloop, bloop. And I'm like, how is it like so hilarious to threaten to pluck someone, their eyeballs out, but the bloop, bloop, it's her sounds. Yeah. She's great sounds. Um, man, that means. Great it, sounds. Wonderful sounds. Wonderful <laughs> sounds. Can't, if that means Kim. Kim's not doing well right now. Oh my God, bring both of them back. The, Kim, the Titans. <laughs> Kim needs Nini back because Kim was not doing good in that one-on-one -on -one dinner or that, no, that dinner with Oh geez, That was one of the worst scenes of Atlanta the entire season. That was a bad scene. But Kim and Nini, powerful again. <laughs> Kim just needs to give up on this spinoff life. She needs to realize that she has to be a part of the show and she I mean, can't just rest on I hope on she's been humbled at this point. Well, who knows? Yeah. She is one of the most hubristic people in the world. Yeah. Close your legs to married men, trash box. <laughs> Bye, wig. I think <laughs> Kim and Nini have a reverence for each other, and maybe they could possibly be friends yeah. again. I think it was like, okay, so we had Kim and Nini, Jill and Bethany, um, Trace Amigas. Um, We're talking about powerful like people alliances. that i feel like can never forget each other ramona and sonia but they didn't yeah. have a rift are you talking yeah. about friendships that were strong and then had rifts yeah just like people that like don't you think that nini and kim even though they've always kind of hated each other will like go to their grave like with respect like they're like I'm sure yes. when like Greg died, I'm assuming Kim yeah. reached out Oof, or whatever. You know what? <laughs> no, she. I'm sure she did. <gasps> you think she didn't? No, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. I, I, I don't. I don't know where Kim's head is at a, a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, I don't know wh where her allegiances are, her alliances are. I, I think that she likes Nini and will always respect Nini. And loved I think Greg. Nini yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. <laughs> I, I, Kim for sure reached out. I'm sure because Nini would never forgive her if she hadn't. So I'm sure yeah. she did. Yeah, that that's a um, that's a friendship that could be repaired. Yeah, but then they would get in a fight again, and it would be fun. Yes, <laughs> Atlanta could be just that would just Atlanta would just be saved. It would be the number one franchise again <laughs> in two seconds if those two were yeah cast back on I it. I mean, Kim needs that cash. And then I feel like they, like Bra Bravo is in such a sticky situation with candy where she mm -hmm. is so powerful and so entertaining to watch for the most part but she doesn't give bravo a lot and she really keeps 
she wants like 75% of her life to be for everyone and not main or not contained by Bravo. Like she wants to be out in the world and she gives them less, but I feel like Candy is the most powerful one on the show. Mm -hmm. So, and also like Candy is the one who's restricting Phaedra from being on the show. Right. They kind of have to decide like, would they ever fire Candy to make, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. Cause I like, feel like Candy, like, borderline works at Bravo. Like, she has so many, she's had so many shows. Like, so she had, uh, what was the most recent one? Cable. Candy and the Gang? Yeah. And then she had her, um, the, R&B, the um, music. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the, the one about her band. Yes. And then didn't she have one that was, like, about finding an artist or something? Like, there was, like. I think so. But that just tells me And then more. she had a wedding special. Yeah, but that to me means that Candy wants to be on her own. And she uh-huh. keeps trying these spinoffs to see what will work. They're all trying to have a Kim Zolziak. Nini said the same thing in her Bethany interview. She was like, why didn't I get a spinoff? Like, for, for all of these cast members, when you get to a certain upper echelon, all of them want a spinoff. Because yeah. that is like the, the green light that you are so powerful yeah. on your own that you need your own show. Very few have gotten it. No. Yeah. Lisa? most successful in the world yeah bethany was amazing i don't know what but the hell fairly short-lived short-lived because it was like about her being married and yeah. it didn't make sense anymore yeah um kim yeah and then like like yeah everyone else is just kyle richards like couldn't have one yeah like, yeah uh heather dubrow i don't think they want one unless it was like about something boring like them like flipping houses or something that is a metric that we should always like consider when we're like ranking top 10 it's like if yeah. you have the power to have a spinoff on your own that yeah. means like you really transcended didn't the manzos have one yeah yeah but it got that was also like a short season one yeah done. they were um, selling that black water those yes. boys yeah and then <laughs> bethany also had that real estate one um yeah. with frederick um well i feel good about the news that we discussed <laughs> <laughs> i think there was a little bit yeah, of everything was that right? it um, I, I think it's, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I feel like we did good. I mean, just, just some general news, right? <laughs> I think so. Especially cause I felt like there had nothing had happened, but no, I mean, we there was just, I think there was just a lot of Bravo stuff to like, uh, get caught <laughs> Chew up on. on. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I hope you all like our little turtle time news corner. Um, but yeah, I thought that was informative for me. For sure. I was just thinking that I'm wearing a beanie right now, and this is the beanie I was wearing the night of Scandaval um, when we took our picture with James. And I was like, it's finally that season again. I haven't worn it since. I knew when I looked at that, a flash of (laughs) our photo with James flashed into my mind. This is the season of that. Yeah. I mean, that's soon. It's it's so soon that I'm almost – uh, I'm too stunned to even think about it. That in January, <laughs> potentially end of January, we're going to be watching Vanderpump Rules season 11. Tom Tom should do an anniversary of Scandaval on February 28th or whenever it was. Uh, well, it was it was a uh, March March 3rd. It was announced. March 1st is when the oh, phone phone okay. plopped out. Okay, so March okay, 1st. So March was, 1st, we should have March 1st. A party. We should we we should have a party or. Let's get some little turtle cuties to go to Tom Tom, and I mean, we would know how to recreate the event if we yeah. just went unsanctioned with our little turtle. It'd be cuties. like a ghost tour where we're like they were standing here, 
<laughs> we could do it. We know everything. We would go to the bathroom. We'd go in the stall. You could recreate Ariana. Um, well, we, yeah, we have know, to bring Megan we, and yes, Lindsay. Of course. We we could do a little reenactment. I mean, not that that's the most, uh, that's sort of insensitive to the parties involved. But as, I don't know, as historians, yeah, we're historians. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a great idea. March 1st, everyone, Little Turtle Cuties and Villa Rosa VIPs, let's all go to TomTom and Amy and I will reenact Scandaval. Yes. The, the Scandaval inciting incident. That's right. That'll be, does the calendar work where it shifts one day per year? So that would be a Thursday this year because last a, year it was a unless Wednesday. Unless it's one of those wild, wild <laughs> leap years. Isn't that when it makes your, like... I don't know how... I don't know how days work the either. And I don't know how many... Yeah, but I'll just... You know, so we have we have a couple things planned. I don't know why we're getting into this now, but it's good that we are. March 1st, 2024 is a Friday. A Friday. Time to party. Our episode will come out. We'll That's have an true. episode. Well, if we're still doing Turtle Time in March, I'm sure we will be. A new episode will come out, and then we'll be able to talk about it on the 8th. And then we only have, I think, one week to get ready for Argentine Beef Week oh 2024. <laughs> So that'll be that'll get people's. Uh, Do you think Sir is going to honor it the same exact dates? So I'm going to talk to Guillermo obviously <laughs> and say Argentine Beef Week was one of the biggest Beef Week blowouts of 2023, but it got a little overshadowed by Scandaval this year. Let's focus on the beef. Yeah, uh, I saw that Guillermo was at the gym with Peter. Guillermo was at the gym with Peter. Yeah. So we need to spring it on them when they're comfortable like that in a gym environment. Say <laughs> what's going on for ABW24. We want to have the biggest beef week blowout. This is not going to be overshadowed by Scandaval. And then I already, I think I already told you, Ariana wants to be involved. Okay. ABW24. And then can I tell you one, one thing I want to do? I want to, can I tell you? Yeah. You care? I want all of our friends and uh, some Bravo celebrities, if we can get them to do it. I, I, should I say this? I'm going to say it because I want this to actually happen and maybe this will motivate me. I want us to create a compilation video of Bravo Liberties and our friends going, I am Argentine Beef Week. I am Argentine Beef Week. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like aspirational, beautiful mm -hmm. things. And we can play that wherever Argentine Beef Week 24 happens. I love it. Like maybe James would do it. Ariana. <laughs> you know, other other. It would be like the new Imagine video. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. Um so let's, should we it. end our news segment on that? Yeah, let's do it. Do you need to take a certified or do you want to continue on? You know what? I know everyone hangs on whether I'm going to do it or not. <laughs> I'm going to do a certified. I love this. it. Do it. And you already did one, right? I did 47 minutes ago. So you're good? I think so. Okay. I'll right, see well, how we'll I feel let, after you go. <laughs> we'll let you know in that five minutes what Amy and I do, but I'm definitely doing one. I love Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Amy. <laughs> How was your pee-pee? I'm freshly pissed and I feel good. <laughs> Certified turtle. I mean, that that one, I'll be, that one hit differently. Oh, wow. It, I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> I, actually, we don't need to talk about it, but that was great. And you didn't. I didn't. Hopefully, I won't be squirming. Yeah. In the next hour. But while there was a huge news update during the certified turtle piss break segment. That's always when it happens. I can't believe I looked at my phone in this and this happened. Rachel goes rogue. Rachel Levis, who we all know. You're familiar, right? If <laughs> no you're listening, one love. We all love and know her. Rachel Levis from what? See, we can say it, right? Vanderpump Rules. She is creating... A podcast, which she alluded to again on Bethany's yeah. podcast. Well, it's an iHeart podcast, which means that uh, she probably just was like, can you tell me who your producer is and just hook it up? To Because uh, Bethany, Bethany is iHeart. Yeah. Oh, man. Can we... Uh, I, I'm not offending anybody. Can we join the iHeart network? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you work there, come at us. Give us an offer. I want to be on the Ringer network first. Okay. Second is iHeart. And third is the Doughboys Network? Yeah. Uh, Headgum. Headgum. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I think we can get it. Let's... Headgum Studios is like a mile from my house. That would be great. Would um, do you have a minute <laughs> after this recording? Will you send this episode tomorrow and say, this is, do you guys need a reality TV pop culture yeah, be like, podcast? Um, Vanderpump Rules is almost back. And they'll be like, yeah, we have seven of those. But ours is special. Ours is so special because we talk about breaking news like Rachel goes rogue. <laughs> She's going to go rogue. What does it mean? What's the format? Like, what's the point? Going rogue. <laughs> this That means, okay, rogue means, uh, you said it earlier this episode, <laughs> right? You said uh, Alexis Polino went rogue. It means- What it, do you think the definition is? Like, um, it means taking an- unsanctioned action outside of your yes. leadership yes like just to bring it to special forces if the umpire <laughs> would have said i'm going rogue on these contestants that would mean he had he's doing unsanctioned things to them that the producers are not allowed what to. about rachel on special forces should she be is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah i don't I, next season to promote going rogue i just know i mean <laughs> all i can deduce she's going rogue <laughs> Andy Cohen Bravo they have no they cannot tell her anything anymore yeah she's, she's gonna tell the real true truth I mean do you think there's that much juice in that lemon so she juiced a lot out in Bethany's <laughs> um interview she talked yeah. about Sandoval FaceTime illegally recording her FaceTime which we barely talk about anymore which is still very egregious yeah um she talked about them editing, I think, cast members favorably. Um, but, you know, how many... Yeah, I think you already said this. How mu How can she go rogue so much that can only sustain her for maybe two or three episodes? Maybe everyone who goes on goes a little rogue with her? <laughs> I guess. Um, do you care if I ask if she'll have us on? <laughs> go ahead. I would ask her... I mean... Would, would Little Turtle Cuties, you let us know. We have a lot of questions for you. Would Little Turtle Cuties and Villa Rosa VIPs be mad if Amy and I went to the 
more toxic elements of Scandaval, <laughs> the people who were the villains of Scandaval, and we started to interview people. <laughs> we, 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 do you think our little turtle cuties would care if like we were interviewed by Rachel Levis or we interviewed her? That'd be a huge scoop for us. Yeah, it's like, would you blame us? Which we're allowed to interview, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're, I'm not, I'm not choosing her side. No, but I'm just curious about how that show will sustain yes and what the idea is and who is gonna do the outreach is it gonna be will she have a co-host i think i'll i can answer both those questions (laughs) i think she's gonna tap you and i to be co-hosts on rachel goes rogue (laughs) so we could either do that in addition to this podcast or just fold (laughs) our enterprises I agree with what you're saying, and I do think the average podcast that people start um, goes for about three episodes. Yeah. So they say, like, lock in 10 episodes when you start a podcast to, so that you're committed to it. You and I are, you know, committed to Turtle Time. Like, we just kept Never burning. missed. We never miss an episode, no matter all the horrors that we've been <laughs> uh, dealing with in our lives. But um, so all I'm saying is that I do think people have unrealistic expectations when they start a podcast of how much they're going to be able to talk. Yeah. That's not the problem with us, <laughs> but how much, how much longevity there is to their subject matter and their concerns. And that's why like Kristen Doty's podcast, no offense, but it's definitely shifted focus a lot of the time to sort of adapt to the audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I think that you're right. Rachel might not have, you know, a lot to, sustain her going rogue because how long are you going to listen to her go rogue would every episode be like i gotta go rogue about this well also as we know she has a difficult time speaking generally yeah this isn't mean but they'll probably do 1.2 times speed (laughs) on her oh my god first of all you guys riley just played me a clip of um bethany talking about nini on her podcast he turned it on he was, what speed were you listening to? 1.5. 1.5. Bethany Frankel at 1.5. Can you even imagine what that sounds like? I literally screamed. It was like, meh, 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 Amy goes, turn it off. <laughs> she goes, are you trying to torture me like the umpire? That's what I, I would go, play if I was the umpire. I go, Bethany I listen, Frankel can I, can I, at like five times it? speed. Can I play it? It's not, it's not copyright and I can play it for, <laughs> for 30 seconds. Here's how Bethany sounds at 1.5. Him to keep her name out of his mouth. He, she has been persona non grata at... I can listen to that, but I, I mean, I know what you it's mean. a nightmare. I know what you mean. I don't normally do 1.5, but I wanted to erase and get that Nini <laughs> news, um, which, which she says that, uh, she tried to create alternate reasons for why Nini scrubbed her presence from the interview with her. She tried to say that it's oh, like, yeah. but anyway, it doesn't matter, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, whew. I'm stressed having just heard that sound again. It's the opposite of ASMR. Eventually, though, I I will say as podcasters, as content creators, as people trying to keep up on pop culture, Bravo is getting to a place where it is almost too unwieldy to keep track of every single thing that is happening. Like the fact that there's a Bethany podcast, a Tom Sandoval podcast came out this morning. (laughs) Rachel's now going to have a podcast like... Sheena has one. We never even talk about it. what. What yeah. scoops does Lala say every week? It's like I know. no one. I mean, if, if this was our full time job, you know, if this yeah. was our full time job, I I know we could really grapple with it. But even for anyone, I think it's almost too unwieldy. Everyone yeah. now has their own outlet. 
for making news. And now right. even Rachel Levis is going to have one. I know. What's going on with Tom's these days? I don't think I actually I just said he had a new episode and I don't think he did. And also <laughs> I stopped list, you know, he's just been interviewing people from special forces because he's, yeah. he's so special forces pilled. Yeah. But I don't think he had a new episode because this is Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he is a perfect example of someone who thinks you're going to be able to to sustain this for a long time. It sounds fun. It sounds easy. And then it's just like you're going to be spinning your wheels after after yeah. 10 episodes. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, oh, we do everything. Josh Altman today. So yeah. There was one. Okay. Um, obviously, we do everything ourselves. So it's truly a lot of work. But even if all you're doing is showing up and doing the show, it's still, you know, to make sure your schedule allows for it every single week forever is is a commitment. That's why, I mean, that's why I'm surprised, you know, the other podcast that has a similar name to ours has lasted so long. <laughs> I know. Get out of here already. I know. I thought we talked about this, Avery. You're going to fold your audience into <laughs> our turtle time, and we're going to be a conglomerate turtle time of two audiences. Yeah. But we're taking over. I know. What, what's so hard about that? Thank God I didn't see on anyone's Spotify wrapped that they were also listening to the other Turtle Time. <laughs> who, who I would love the little turtle cutie that was like, I listened to both Turtle Times, Ramona and Avery and Avery 4,000 hours of each. Well, I don't think they've made 4,000 hours of content. They've probably made like Six? 200 hours. 200? I, I don't know. How many hours have we made? Three times. Uh, yeah. I mean. A lot. lot um okay well that i mean i just have to say i want i think rachel goes rogue would our little turtle cuties be upset or would you be upset <laughs> if rachel levis was if we interviewed her to promote rachel goes rogue is that promoting a are we are we promoting someone horrible like or is that like no okay you don't think that i do not think that but you know you're getting friendly with ariana these days she would might you, be pissed at you ariana okay <laughs> When I know you listen to Turtle Time, I saw your Spotify wrapped. As we're we're we're, we're like what we're con journalists, not journalists, but we're like, we're, what are we called, podcasters? Isn't it our? Can't we like Chris or who who are big interviewers? Gail King, they don't love everyone they interview, right? You you it's not an endorsement. Yeah, Oprah didn't love Harry and Meghan when she interviewed them. She had yeah. to. Yeah, you know. And and what if what if we got to the root of some deep things and broke hard news? hitting hard? We're I just I don't see the ethical, I don't see the moral wrong, and I don't think Ariana. When you know when you listen to this or when we clip this out and <laughs> you see it on TikTok, would it be horrible to interview <laughs> either uh, Rachel or Tom Sandoval, or does it seem like we're clickbait people? You know, craven. Yeah. But I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't think yeah. it's craven. Well, um, Avery would think we're clickbaiters. That's Avery's <laughs> twisted brain, thinking that everything we did was for click. We couldn't have been nicer going up to her. We were beaming, <laughs> smiling. We thought it'd be so fun to have a photo of us with Avery, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we, I think we already talked about this, but one of the cuties uh, commented with a Reddit thread of people's bad experiences. Yeah, I am. Um, I was like... Avery doesn't know this. She'll know this now. I was, I loved Avery's uh, presence on Roni. I loved her relationship with Ramona. She felt like she kept Ramona in check and was like the voice of reason. Yeah. I thought she was, you know, she was one of my favorite Bravo children. Yeah. 
I couldn't, I was, yeah. And, and my so, biggest fear is that we'll never get to be bartenders because Andy has loyalty to Avery as like one of the first children of Bravo. He's like, these are the second children of Bravo. Yeah. Amy and Riley. You know what gives me hope, though, is that when you told me that Danny Pellegrino was able to talk about Roni being boring, boring as shit yeah. on his podcast, that means that Andy tolerates a little bit of criticism among Bravo-sanctioned people. It's true. I just hope that he doesn't think that if, because if he had you on or us on, he would have to be like from the Turtle Time podcast and then he would have to say something about the other one and Ramona's a little bit of a hot potato right now. Do you think he knows Ramona's Turtle Time podcast? Like that he's like <laughs> He must thinking? have seen. He's on Instagram. Could you imagine the day if it was ever real when <laughs> we're on if we were on Watch What Happens Live and Andy goes and we have Amy and Riley from the Turtle Time podcast and you and I are behind the bar. I'd love it. You know he how he says like how are you doing? You have like one second. Yeah. What would you say? Hey Ooh, I was that was me hi daddy hi daddy is good hey Andy that and then he goes um what are you guys making over there right margaritas was, two margaritas is that what that yeah he likes you to be very snappy as yeah you have to be he, quick he 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 doesn't like the callers to say we love you Andy no. you know when they call in and yeah. he doesn't like the bartenders to talk too much yeah he famous famously famously to me um one of the hosts of one of my favorite podcasts who weekly was on um because uh, was on was a bartender mm -hmm. Whoa. bobby finger wrote a book like a novel and so he was on for that but they were talking about who weekly and um andy was actually being very nice um like a little more outgoing than usual That's sweet. and he goes wow uh <laughs> he was talking about who weekly he goes twice wow twice a week because they're on twice a week Whoa. and now that's like one of their like taglines or jokes is that they're like wow twice a week <laughs> wow i that is for us to be like wow three hours you think he'd say that <laughs> our podcasts range from two to three hours per week is plus a patreon we would, we're making okay well, well i guess let's workshop what we would say when andy if he, if he ever turned <laughs> his head to us and said what's going on behind the bar you two turtle time yeah. what if they were like we'll have you on but we will not plug your podcast they're like would, these are just two guys i would be fine we would just wear turtle time we're like no problem no problem yeah. oh no problem we're just well what would he call us just amy <laughs> these are two friends yeah these are two friends that have a podcast i cannot name it um okay well whatever I, we need to workshop that manifest yeah and anyone if anyone works at you know nbc universal and you need a bartender if snoopy drops out or anybody yes. we are there there's no one he'd be more excited about than snoopy uh, he he was so sweet about Snoopy. He loves that, Snoopy. That was really sweet. Yeah. Should we talk about this this stuff uh, apart from <laughs> this sh this shit? I didn't even want to <laughs> say it, but should we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Let's do it. Okay. Because we missed it last week because it aired right before Thanksgiving. Yes. So this is going to have a little sprinkle Thanksgiving seasoning of the episode we missed, which yeah. was called Suddenly Suspicious. It was not a great episode. <laughs> Yeah, it was about Garcelle's movie premiere. There was a little blips of of conflict, but it wasn't a great episode. Mostly filler. Sutton got a horse, but yeah. then last night's episode had a lot <laughs> to admire about it. It was called "Ring Around the Rumor." Yes, this one, um, I want to say just my overall thoughts, and I want to see if you concur. The Fox Force Five Alliance <laughs> is dead and buried in the ground. I felt like this episode to me epitomized that. Garcelle cast doubt 
on Dorit's robbery. Yes. Dorit accused Sutton of drinking in the morning and pouring <laughs> vodka in her coffee. Yeah. Kyle accused <laughs> Sutton of not eating. Yeah. Ever. And then I, I feel like there was even more. Like, they got way lower than Beverly Hills has ever been in five seasons. That's they, true. This the, Now that Lisa Rinna is gone, <laughs> which she was like the head of the Fox Force 5, and they had a... What, what is it called? They had a full alliance where nothing deep could be said about one, you know, nothing yeah. horrible uh, at a certain level could be brought up about those five. And then Sutton Gar- and Garcelle and Crystal were like on the outs. Now that Lisa Rinna is gone, it's sort of dismantled. And now they're taking low blows <laughs> at each other and going for, yeah. what's that called? Like they're going for it now. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. heard things about them that we've never heard before. That's true. Yeah. I... All of those things were a little shocking. They were, I mean, I was like, did Garcelle really just say that? I know. And she clearly meant it in a shady way. She like took a sip no, in a I mean, way to make, it was like a gif. Oh yeah. She said, <laughs> I feel like there's only one way to take it, which is that she is casting doubt that the, the robbery happened. Right. I mean, yeah. she said that Dorit was wearing jewelry after the robbery yeah like that the well that's why i get confused with garcelle because i don't ever really know where she's coming from because i feel like she prides herself on being blunt kind of you know and like Mm -hmm. forward like even at this dinner when she goes they're going back and forth and back and forth about Uh what are you implying what are you implying and she goes her marriage like she's she's always like i'll fucking say it but then i'm like I don't know. Like, I just don't really know uh, what, like, her motive is a lot of the time. I know what you mean. Um, I, I think we talked about this maybe two weeks ago. Garcelle, to me, um, treats bra- this the Bravo show sort of like um, an acting opportunity, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And she doesn't go fully in-depth. And I don't really know where her loyalties lie, how real she's being. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I love Garcelle. I think she's entertaining. I think she's fun. I think she's funny. I think her and Sutton... I think have a legitimate friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it is legitimate, right. right? Like they would actually call each other and hang out in the off season. Yeah. But um, I don't think that she wants to, I, I don't know, ultimately go some places. I do think her storyline this season is very forced. It does and, appear that it is going to be the son, like her kids. Yeah. And she's like being, she's like talking about it every single episode. Yeah. I mean, she had a little like dinner I know. with her son. I was just like, I know. I don't, Once they went to that dinner, I was like, oh, it is just going to be this. It's like, it, it's, this is what she's making the season about. It's like, fine. I understand that she was, I, what Erica did to her son is awful. I mean, one of the sure. most horrific things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I do think that she needs some, um, like, she needs, she is wary of Dorit and Erica based off that. But this storyline where she's taking everything that her son says, like, as full 100% truth, that she was like, abandon him as a mother, that he doesn't need her anymore, that, um, I, I just like I it's don't just know. boring it's like it's kind of just like average stuff yeah like that maybe to other mothers of teenagers is relatable but it's not good tv and I, I does every cast member do they need just like this is my storyline like if right. garcelle was just peppered throughout and sutton's talking shit to garcelle and garcelle was at the dinner saying we're, we're talking about your marriage kyle if she was just doing all these things going to all these events and just being garcelle i wouldn't mind yeah even seeing her premiere that's that's a storyline i don't know why they have to like say like this is my arc for the season this is yeah. what i'm going to talk about yeah it just i don't know it well it's like they are trying to bring in the crystal's brother thing 
that I, what is going on there i'm like i don't care wait was that last week's episode i think so they called him they facetimed him <laughs> he was like crying i just i don't understand what happened he they said hey get out of uh china there's covid we want you here yeah he goes okay but i'll be abandoning my fiance <laughs> who can't come with me and they go we don't care get yeah here now he did it yeah and then the relationship ended and he's still upset about it. It's two years. I mean, I understand being upset about it, but he was yeah. actively crying about it when they called. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was like, they they called him and he was still crying about that relationship. <laughs> First of all, I, I, no offense. I know people in COVID, like you don't know what the hell you were thinking. Like anything was almost justified, like how how people were feeling and thinking, but he left his fiance. Right. You don't, you can't get forced to do that. Right. You knew that this was going to be a hindrance to your relationship, right? Well, it sounds like he's like married to his sister is what I think even Rob implied. Yeah. And Rob was really doing the heavy lifting in that scene. He was yeah. like, how does this make you feel? He was like, do you want to call your brother and have a big dramatic moment? He was like really leading Crystal, yeah. you know, for this scene to yeah. like be. Even Crystal was like, shut up yeah. like who asked you <laughs> yeah she was like um yeah she didn't want to really go in with that but i just i i feel also like this brother thing is just like crystal's like what do i have to work with uh my brother is a pop star and uh, he left his fiance she's gotta go right oh crystal like i mean please. i i have not been a fan of crystal's her entire run and there is no she's given us nothing there's no iconic moments with crystal I'll 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 be fully honest. Would you permit me to be mean for ten seconds? <laughs> yeah. She's not very humorous. No. But and you know that's sort of my marker for. Yeah, she's super. If she is, it's so dry that it like doesn't translate. Yeah, when Dorit was like, "We look like ladies who lunch," and she was like, "I'm a lady and I eat lunch." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's just like they kind of fall flat. And I, I don't know. I just don't know. Does she love this show and she's just not giving or does she think the show is beneath her and that's why she only gives a certain amount? I don't know. But I saw somewhere that she is um, good friends with Sarah Michelle Geller, oh. who she said um, offered to do the show if she ever needed her to. And I was like, you need her to. Oh, yeah. Call in that favor immediately. Sarah? Buffy. Uh, what is that? Buffy. Buffy. Get over here. I need you now. Um, I... I don't know. It's like, why, why would I try to like, I, I mean, are there people who are like Crystal is my number one cast member on Beverly Hills? I love her absolutely unequivocally. And we saw, I saw a, a little turtle cutie that um, said that they respected her bringing up of like the whole like eating disorder stuff, which mm. like whenever there's honesty about stuff like that on TV, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, But I just don't think it can be the only thing. Oh yeah, no, and I don't. I mean, and she's not talking about that currently. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's like we're watching scenes with someone who just doesn't fit in well with the group, and she doesn't know what to do in any scene. And she's yeah, not she doesn't seem like she's friends with any of them. No, and she's just not entertaining on her own. She um, seems like she's like ready to go home at any yeah. minute. And when she turned on the the shade meter in her confessionals in this episode, <laughs> when she was like, "Dorit, who look who's talking? You." drink three lemons in your uh, drink or whatever. It's like, I know. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's your comeback that she has a classic drink. Yeah. Like Dorit has a specific drink order, but I would say generally I'm like, I can barely even recall Dorit being drunk. No, no. that's not she her thing. No, she doesn't get drunk. Um, yeah. Kyle's been drunk before for sure. Um, 
So, right. yeah, I mean, I think that's the what I mean, Crystal, I think we both feel the same way. It's like <laughs> 3 seasons for Crystal. That's a lot. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what they are thinking, like why they like her. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I, I I don't know. I um I don't know. But it's just it's just hard. It's like it's like it's I don't want to be mean about her scenes and say she's not entertaining, but they are as commenting on her and her scenes because she's a part of Beverly Hills. I, I just want to be honest yeah. and be, you know, and it's like, so you're putting me in that position by keeping her as a cast member. She'd be a great friend of, I mean, I mean, sorry, not great. Not even great. <laughs> She'd be fine <laughs> as a friend of. Even that is a bridge too far. Okay. So ring around the rumor. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's, let's get into it. This, yeah. this was like, this, this was, I mean, did you think it was good? Like I did. The episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not it a It felt lot. a little bit like old times being yeah. at Kyle's house and, I mean, some old faces. I mean, this is a this is a cast member's worst nightmare when they leave. That the season after they leave is going to be awesome. <laughs> and like, yeah. so Lisa Rinna, I know she's probably not watching this shit, but um, the season is great. And I would say, as a Lisa Rinna non fan, yeah. that she was the reason why five or six seasons of Beverly Hills was bad, mm-hmm. and now it's sort of good on the on the positive uptick for me. Okay, well, let's get into it. Cool. Um, well, Crystal is in this first scene. Dorit and her go to Kyle's. Um, I think they're just like there to chat. I don't really know why they're there. They're uh, there to talk again about um, <laughs> Sutton and Sutton and Kyle's fight, which uh, name them is like Kyle. Right. Kyle still wants to process this fight. And I love, loved that Kyle wanted to do her Sutton impression <laughs> again. of Erica again. It's like she went back. She thought about it more. She remembered more moments from it and wanted to do it again for Crystal and Dorit. It was awesome. Yeah. I think her impression was great. It's Plus, funny. you don't get a lot of um, impressions of an impression. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they always show the Sutton clip again in contract. Like in, and it was uh, good. Kyle comparison. Was, Kyle was hitting it. Yeah. Defend your defend your friend, Kyle. Like she did that perfectly. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, but nothing can quite compare to how loony Sutton's actually was. No, Sutton's was um, uh, what, what 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 was it? It was it was so bad. <laughs> it it was so bad, but so a 10 out of 10 on going for it that you just have to give her credit yeah and then ultimately whatever her excuse was is very weird but we'll yeah. get into that later well i just want to say because it is a running theme both of them this keeps getting talked about the last two episodes kyle and sutton are both saying they both were unhinged and overly upset during that fight which is ridiculous that sutton is <laughs> saying that kyle was just reacting to sutton's bonkers behavior Mm -hmm. but Sutton keeps saying there's something going on on with Kyle that's why she was so upset Uh and so they they can't let it go or Sutton can't let it go that like you were you know being a 10 out of 10 right out of this world Mm -hmm. she's also blaming Kyle about this confrontation right um yeah so then like Doree and Kyle are kind of you know being a little bit mean girl. They're saying, you know, Dorit's like, I wouldn't be surprised if she put a little vodka in her uh, coffee. This is when Crystal brings up the carcass out, which I was like, flop. Nice try. Yeah, I go um, flop. And then Kyle starts being like, let's talk about the effects of vodka and how, you know, it makes some people crazy. It makes me fall asleep personally. Um, and then Crystal in her confessional is like, maybe Kyle's just jealous because Sutton can hold it down. And I'm like, you mean like, 
yeah. a functioning alcoholic or <laughs> so uh, yeah right so i don't know so wh- why crystal was brought to this scene when she doesn't want to talk shit about Sutton and just wants to right. talk shit about them i know it, she was like you guys are terrible and they're like cackling yeah she didn't give them uh, an inch with that um i also i just think at some point a conversation was had between kyle and dorit off camera saying the gloves are off yeah it's time to go in on Sutton because right. that what dorit said that she drinks vodka and puts it in her coffee in the morning and when's a good time to get sudden at 10 a.m. They're right. like, that's full-blown alcoholic slander. Totally. Like, I just didn't I think we'd ever hear that. It feels like, I mean, yeah, it feels like they're really starting that storyline. Yes. You know, like and then that's... And Teddy, Teddy uh, Mellencamp sort of preempted it on yeah. Watch What Happens Live. She was like getting the crowds ready for this. Yeah, she was like, vodka she was like, in her purse. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to, it's like a classic, like political move. Like they're trying to, um, you know, put like cast doubt on her so that anytime she does anything, people in the audience are like, is she drunk? Right. (laughs) Is she drunk? Right. Like uh, trying to discredit her in advance. But, uh, but ultimately if Sutton's a drunkard, yeah. What is that going to mean? I mean, yeah, I think they're just like kind of grasping at straws, like to bring her down <laughs> they want to bring her down but also i i do think so sutton is kind of, kind of in the wrong to say that kyle was unhinged and kyle was secretly like way over upset in that initial fight but it is to me i don't know compelling that sutton actually was right that there is something going on with kyle's marriage you know yeah it's like she she did hit on something even yeah. though she's in the wrong for like saying that like kyle seemed unhinged and that's sure. why she was like but like lashing out doesn't everyone know that? Like, Dorit asked her directly. Like, they all, like, yeah, right. kind of know that. And then Kyle in this episode says, I already told you guys I'm having yeah. a rough year. I, yeah. Why? Like, I'm telling you. That means something that I said it. Yeah. So you're right. So it's like, it's not like, ooh, like, Sutton is bringing up something that no one knows. It's like, everyone knows. Sutton wants to, Sutton wants to get it to Mauricio affair. I didn't uh-huh. realize that. Because we're so... um latching onto their marriage being rough because that's what we're right. hearing now but yeah. really they want to get to the affair right and garcelle and sutton that's why kyle just like does it for them towards the right. end right yeah um then we have to slog through sutton and garcelle at dinner okay you thought it was a slog <laughs> i mean I... i'm just like their um alliance if you want to call it that is like a very strange one to me okay so that uh, that's a question i wanted to ask you um our which I already said a little bit, but are Garcelle and Sutton true friends? Do they strike right. you as real true friends that off the show would actually be hanging out and being <laughs> sweet and fun and doing stuff together? Maybe. I feel like Garcelle is a little bit like, well, I guess I got kind of paired off with Sutton. And I think that... sometimes she regrets that no. allegiance. She said, remember last week or two weeks ago after Vegas, she goes, I guess I should like stop trying to fight Sutton's battles when she goes out to di- uh, lunch with Erica, I think oh, about, she's about like, Magic Mike. she's like, I should just like, I don't know why I feel like I have to defend her so much. Cause everyone was like, come get your friend, you know? Yeah. And she's like, why is it my problem? I feel like if Sutton does like one or two more annoying things, Garcelle's gonna be like, all right, like, can you keep it fucking together? Yeah. But like, Cause she never was like a hundred percent on her side on this. Like she was like, tell me what happened with Kyle. You know, like she, she never wasn't. went fully in. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. She doesn't go fully in until the very end at the CBD dinner. Yeah. Um, I, I, what you're saying is, is like, I want to think about it more, but maybe we don't have time to talk about it. I, about the alliances. 
Like I did think Sutton was a great cast member up until I think <laughs> these last three episodes where she's kind of going off the rails about Magic Mike. I was like, I can never defend you for that. That was <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. And then this name him, I mean, it was iconic, but <laughs> she was definitely in the wrong, and her blaming it on Kyle was bad. But uh -huh. I do like Sutton. Yeah. But I, th I feel like Sutton is really like Sutton is now the most powerful non Fox Force Five member, and they're all coming at her. Uh -huh. It's like going to be a, a, a war between them. <laughs> and then Sutton's alliances are just Garcelle and Crystal. But so you're saying that Garcelle would probably prefer to be more on the Erica, Dorit, Kyle side? I don't know if she like is on anyone's side is the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, that's that's what makes me think Garcelle just treats this like a job. Yeah, because she's always kind of hated Kyle. She she came out of the gates hating yeah, Kyle. Yeah, she always hated Kyle. Um, she was like staunchly against Erica during the legal stuff. Yeah. You know, like she wouldn't let her off the hook for that. Um, and I feel like Dorit, she's kind of like, you're an idiot. Like, I don't really she's like, like you that much. With, she's like, like she's like, whatever. She does. I think, I mean, if, if she doesn't like anyone secretly, deeply, it's Erica. Yeah. Um, but so it's kind of like, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't think she likes any of these bitches, you know? I think you're right. I mean, I, I yeah, like I said, I, I, I personally love Garcelle, but I just don't know how really a part of this Housewives franchise she is. Yeah, it feels a little stilted. Okay, um, I'm, I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we got to that point. Um, I did and... think it was interesting that, that Sutton's really trying to make Ocean Spray a moment. She's trying to get that <laughs> Ocean Spray deal. I don't think Ocean Spray, though, is going to want to be in ads where Sutton pours Ocean Spray <laughs> into vodka at restaurants. That's true. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about our friend Natalie's theory? Uh, I, I remember about it, the but grapefruit. we don't think we ever talked about it. She said that um, a lot of times when you are taking a medication, it specifically says on the label that you shouldn't drink grapefruit juice. Whoa. Like not even just like citrus, but literally grapefruit because it like counteracts or like something about the acid or whatever. Like it either makes your meds not work or do something to counteract a medication. So she's convinced that there's going to be a storyline where they're weaving in the grapefruit to get to the point where they're like, it's making her like loopy. So Sutton is almost like purposefully <laughs> pouring big jugs of grapefruit in her drink so that she'll have an excuse for her loopy uh, behavior. Well, I just love that. Uh, yeah. I That's a very like um, Agatha Christie twist. Yeah. yeah. It was grapefruit. <laughs> All <laughs> um, along. It was grapefruit. Uh, so... <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Okay, so then, but Kyle does later, which you know, I, I think we can get to it because it's all part of it. It's yeah. like the same feud. Kyle blames it on her med, her foot medicine and alcohol. Right. Is that for her neuropathy? Right. So it could have been a combo group grapefruit. Sorry, <laughs> grapefruit foot medicine slash alcohol combo that made Sutton do her name um. Yeah. Her name um. um what if if we should we try to get our hands on that medicine? and do it all and all of a sudden we're like name them name them yeah. name them yes of course yeah yeah you and i do the exact same thing we get in a huge fight we're like kill the I'm... prime minister of oh. malaysia oh my god i yes we should do you happen to know a doctor that could fill out a fake prescription for maybe us? we can go to mexico okay just to do that just to see if they're like do you guys want adderall ozempic um vicodin we're like all... neuropathy yeah. uh meds i was gonna say all three yeah right all of them name them name them. <laughs> name you name them we want them right the, the pharmacist is like name them uh adderall name them 
hydrocodone. Name them. Oxycontin. Isn't it? Is it oxycontin? Yeah. Name them. Do you think they do that? They should. Name them. For fun. Name them. All right. Okay. Well, well yeah. Speaking of naming As them. we go right past that moment there is when Garcelle talks about uh, that. Because Sutton says, I noticed Kyle's new ring. And then Garcelle says, I never noticed jewelry except when Dorit still had all of hers after the robbery and then takes a sip of her drink. Yes. Now, I did like that setup. I never typically notice jewelry, uh-huh. except for the fact after the robbery when Dorit was wearing her jewelry. I thought that was a perfect setup to add that revelation to yeah. the world. I do think uh, Sutton was overly pleased with herself for noticing that Kyle had a new diamond ring. She said, I love sapphires and I notice everything. <laughs> yeah, she goes, I don't miss much. That's like, the quirks okay. I like about Sutton. <laughs> I like that she loves sapphires. She doesn't miss much. Yeah. She owns a horse named Santos. Yeah. I like some of these I things. think she should be more like, um, I don't know. I just don't really love like Sutton drama because I get annoyed at her lack of ability to handle it. Like she gets so overwhelmed yeah. and like upset. And I'm like... Can you just be like a rich person that's like just the fun, drunk, rich one in the back where we're like, holy shit, you have unlimited funds and you have private uh, showings at Dolce & Gabbana. I don't want Sutton in the back. But like, I don't enjoy watching her try and keep up because she gets so upset. Are you saying that Sutton does not have what it takes to be the primary diamond holder? Yes. And she would have to pry it from Kyle's cold, dead hands. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that on their tete-a-tete. I also think at the same time that Kyle actually is going a little too hard. I agree. Against Sutton Oh, I agree. Time. She is being very rude She's to combative. Sutton. combative. Combative and overly rude to Sutton. I mean, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Um, okay we Garcelle- can skip the, the okay. dinner with her son, right? And Erica's strategy meeting, I I kind of liked it because you're like they're like Erica, you're on top of the world, I know. and then your reputation went to the goddamn toilet. I know she was like, this woman has totally rejuvenated my team. Can I say an Erica take? I feel like we're like getting deep into Beverly Hills, <laughs> but Erica was running on fumes until the Tom thing. She uh-huh. was running on fumes, in uh-huh. my opinion. She she never she was like Garcelle, where there was a huge well of stuff she didn't want to bring up on camera yeah she is one of the biggest adherents to the fox force five alliance Uh so now that she is out of the tom drama which you know i've i've given her a pass on all of that i think that Uh she's like in the clear morally from that what she's working with though for her storylines i'm like okay your mom she showed up for 31 hours it wasn't that compelling you guys didn't have this duo that i thought you know that you thought you had and then this publicist meeting all this it's like she's not really doing great storyline wise either right I wonder when, um, if her, I, I bet this, that meeting was a precursor to her getting the Vegas show oh, and probably. then we'll get a little bit of her building the show, which would be interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Just wanted to make that note of Erica. For sure. Okay. So this is big. Kyle and Morgan, Morgan Wade, Wade <laughs> at the tattoo shop. Now what? Okay. This is a lot. This was shocking. This was shocking, but I, and I have so many questions, um, had you ever heard Morgan Wade talk or seen her in video form? Uh, no, and I color me shocked. Okay, in what way? Mumble mouth McGee. 
<laughs> I was like, no way she sounds like that. Mumble Mouth McGee. Okay, I will say, I didn't notice mumbling. She's giving like moonshine mama. Moonshine mama, <laughs> Mumble Mouth McGee? That, did you write those down? <laughs> I just thought I couldn't place her accent. And right. I'm not well versed in like the different dialects of Yeah, of where is she from? Southern accents. I, I it was Nashville. Me, it was giving me a, a Dolly Parton esque accent if I was pinpointing it. Someone our little turtle cuties would have to tell us where Morgan <laughs> Wade is from or whatever. I was just uh, the whole, I guess it's not more about, I was like, I didn't know if she was maybe putting on that accent a little bit or if it was going in and out. Did you notice her like kind of mumbling? My first note is, it says Kylan Morgan at Tattoo Shop. Why does she talk like that? Okay. All right. So we both had different thoughts about like Morgan. Yeah, how did we make it this far without hearing her speak? I, I, I think that we just, once we heard Morgan Wade, we felt like we knew everything we needed to know at a certain point. And then now that we're introduced to her, it's like, it's shocking. We're like, okay, Morgan Wade is now a real person in the yeah. world. So well, I thought that yeah. this, this was pretty awkward. Their, yeah. their, their uh, chemistry was awkward. Yeah. But like, okay, so this whole time I've been a little um, dismissive of this whole uh lesbian storyline that's been happening in the public me too i just like don't really care and i was like it seems dumb and overblown and you said it best you said if, if <laughs> what did if, i say you said if morgan wade looked like sutton <laughs> and kyle got a new friend nobody would be saying shit and True. i still take that to heart sure but watching it here i've <sighs> kyle looked smitten wow I my my smitten radar is so off because I didn't notice that. I was like it felt like she couldn't hide the way she feels about her. Okay. So I mean people were saying this like when I when we I posted the video and people were talking about this. You think Kyle was smitten, crushing. Yeah. Cr- crushing on Morgan Wade. Yeah, because like that's to me why it felt awkward. Yeah, so I, if they would have been better friends and like talked every day, I would have felt like this scene would have had more energy, and it would have they would have been like had this camaraderie of friends. The reason why I thought it was awkward because I thought Morgan Wade was awkward on camera. Yeah, but if you're right, Morgan Wade was just fine. It's just they have this tension. Uh huh. They have a tension. And, right. and, and I will say, when I saw the second scene, the flashback, yes. when she did a K on yeah. her, when they were talking about like the penis tattoo, there were like. There was more to the scene that I didn't see that actually did um, make it seem a little more like uh, different than a friend. I like doubled down on it when they showed that second clip, but you know, okay. So then I want to ask you, because you said this and I I think you're right. And I feel like that's how the majority of people feel like Kyle had a crush on her Uh because when she said she stalked me, like who would ever listen to a song? And I, and I have the song. <laughs> okay. Like Kyle, Kyle was listening to this song on the radio. She says, and she was so Morgan Wade pilled <laughs> that she posted it on her story. Yeah. And then reached out to her, right? Or, or yeah. like the team was so excited that Kyle Richards uh, posted it. So then they immediately like got them in touch. Yeah. But I, I guess, I, I don't even know where I was going with this. I Oh, I guess that story as a friendship origin story doesn't make so much sense to me because it's like the power of music was that strong. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. You know, whether or not they've actually like 
hooked up or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it feels like it could also be, you know, so Morgan is sober. So that's part of it. Right. Like Kyle is desperate for people she can be around that are aligned with the life she wants to live right now. Um, Which I think is also why she's like rebelling so hard against maybe Sutton or just the group in general. She's like, this isn't like what I want to do right now. And my behavior in the past that has been rewarded in this environment is not the world I want to be in. So she can be best friends with a girl who she thinks is really cool. Thinks is cool. And sober. Yes. And who, you know, I thought that was a nice moment when she was like, if you don't want to, you know, do the weed dinner, don't do the weed dinner. Like she clearly like really respects her advice and is like getting permission from her to, be healthy or whatever mm-hmm. so i think maybe it's not even sexual maybe it's that like you know like sort of like a girl crush she you know lifestyle wise wants to follow in her footsteps and she thinks she's like an aspirational person she's like unencumbered and free. yeah like she's free like i like to roll with you we'll get tats we won't drink we'll say like fuck my husband my like fuck men we'll say the word fuck <laughs> yeah like fuck she just like feels like she's, yeah, having a midlife crisis kind of, uh-huh. not in the most um, destructive way, but more like she's having a rebirth of sorts um, where she's reassessing the way she wants to live. And it feels like and Morgan Wade to her had an aspirational represents that vision. Okay. So then where does the, so is that then saying that like crush means uh, like I really respect this person and want them around. It's like it's more of like, do you think it's like a, a platonic crush? Because I, I was just wondering, like, if Kyle did have these feelings about Morgan Wade and right. felt this way. Let's say, let's say in the version where Kyle like wants to start a relationship with Morgan Wade, right? Would she have her on camera and invite her to a scene and have a scene where you felt? sexual chemistry right. between them and then have that be a storyline and then say that the storyline doesn't exist and them they're just friends. Right. Like why invite why, her in? Why invite her if you're going to show the world in this scene that you like have an actual crush on someone? Right. Because ultimately hasn't she said Morgan Wade and I have, we're just friends and please right. stop talking about this. Right. Yeah. I think there's something weird about it. Maybe it's like, because we don't, do we, we don't have confirmation that, Morgan dates women, right? I, I, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I just I I asked I, last night to no one. I said, <laughs> do we know? You know, Morgan Wade, you know, is a lesbian, and I, I hadn't heard that. I don't know. I think historically she has not been, or whatever. I don't know anything about her, but as far as I've heard, she's not. It's not a cut and dry thing of like Kyle is best friends with a gay woman because then you're like, okay, like that is a question mark of maybe like Kyle's testing the waters or something but I don't know that that's true so I think it's just kind of maybe a a weird thing where maybe they're a little codependent Kyle is I don't know lonely in her marriage yeah she's has to change the way that she's hung out with friends previously she also doesn't have friends like morgan wade just just like a hip person i'll just say morgan wade is like hip and cool alternative or whatever you want to say like she doesn't she has dorit right and like teddy and teddy (laughs) 
no offense, Teddy. I mean, <laughs> I'm a, I'm one of the only Teddy fans, but um, I do think maybe it's just like you said, a different sensibility, a different spirit that she's really liking at this time of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna go fully say that that Kyle would have a romantic relationship with Morgan Wade because that's not what I read into the scene. But are you saying that it's possible or that it maybe is just more like this is the type of friend I want and I'm like crushing on this person who is in my life now. I'm just loving yeah. this vibe in my life now. I, that's the thing. I don't know. Like if it does turn out to be a bombshell that they're going to be in a relationship, I'd be like, well, all right. I guess everyone was right. But, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kyle could uh, be trying to dispel the rumors until eventually – you know, at She's the finale, or whatever. they say, can I just play uh, 20 seconds of Reckless and we pretend that we're Kyle <laughs> listening to this song sure. on, the, on the radio in her car? So this is a song Kyle heard. So let's imagine. It's kind of Miley vibes. Yeah. That's when I, I played it uh, last night. I thought that's her voice sounds exactly like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And that's where the, the, I think, yeah, that, yeah, that's my, my, Kyle voice. should just be friends with Miley. You think that's kind of like, <laughs> that's ultimately who she wants to be friends with. <laughs> would love to see it. Um, also Kyle's tattoo was such a little basic girl tattoo. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but I watched it twice. The guy, originally, it was going to be the Deathly Hollow sign from Harry Potter, and the guy erased it. <laughs> Stop. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> yeah, what the hell? When Marisa goes, what the hell does that mean to you? Saturn with stars? She goes, I don't know what the hell it means. She's like, it's cute. Isn't it the first five tattoos? Do you, I guess maybe that's the threshold where you, they start, they stop being symbolic. I guess. Saturn and stars? Yeah. I'm like, you couldn't have come up with something? And then... That thing, one of the moments that resonated with me was while she was getting tatted, um, she said something about, uh, to Morgan, you taught me that you can't judge a book by its cover. And yeah. she was giving, I don't know, a little, like, I don't know, it was felt like an inside secret. They, yeah, they also had another thing where, like, uh, Morgan was like, oh, you don't like edibles, though. That one time we did them <laughs> together, your necklace was choking you. I was yeah. like, damn, you guys had an edible time? Yeah. Like, and they yeah. talk every day. Right. Said. Yeah. Um, and then she goes home to Mauricio. Yeah. And they just, I, it's now, so like bummer. Mauricio was giving work at his desk again. He <laughs> yeah. was sitting there with his hands <laughs> folded, looking at a computer going, honey, I'm in the office now. Yeah. And his book pile of books was sitting there and she kind of like mocked the book a little bit. Did, did we know he had a book? The deal yes. maker? You knew that? Uh, I thought it was new. Uh, it's been out for a few months because uh, oh. Jimmy downloaded it as a gag one time when we were driving on a road trip and we listened to the first like 10 minutes and I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Well, okay. Why? It was just boring. Oh, and, like, it's dumb. about his business. Okay. Oh, wow. I thought that was new and it was going to be a release now. I'm looking at it right now. The deal maker, how to succeed like Mauricio and have the best marriage of your life. <laughs> what? Broken promise. <laughs> it's kind of a cool cover. What is it? Uh, it's like him and he's in a suit and he looks kind of fun. Oh, wow. Um, it's giving cigar like masculine yeah um but yeah she said she hasn't fucking read his book and he's like you haven't read it and she's like i don't like to read on the computer i like to read a book with pages i'm like it's your husband's book you know my stance if someone in your friend group 
the sun just got covered by clouds oh my gosh the light got dark as i started to say my one biggest pet peeve yeah this is heather gay part two yeah if someone in your friend group or is a cast member on your show or your heather's cousin whitney you read their goddamn book that they wrote yeah like it's it's the least you can do they wrote a book whitney's in that book anyway but yeah so kyle tries to uh, lessen the impact of her not reading the book, but it's because she's yeah. spurning him. And then the producer's like, why haven't you read his book? And she goes, I'll get to it. And I'm like, girl. Kyle, I, I know what that means. You're having a horrific <laughs> marriage right now if you're not reading his book. Can yeah. I, I don't, have we talked about what specifically happened in Mauricio and Kyle's relationship that got to them, to this, uh, yeah. got them to this dead Do you place? think that something actually happened or do you think that it was just like they grew apart? I mean, I hear, in addition to, like, rumors about him cheating, I've heard, like, secondhand accounts of him cheating. Like, Uh it's almost like there's so much smoke that it would be, like, if he's never cheated in his life, it's like, where did all of this come from, (laughs) you know? That's always been the case. Yes. Like, like, since the beginning. He doesn't strike me as, like, a total uh, cheater man. I don't know know. what cheater men... You know, I know I'm like such a naive, dumb bitch. I always think I'm like, no, he would never. Me. And then you find out, you know, I, I mean, you know, a, a significant amount of men in married relationships cheat on their. Who has other. the energy? I, I, could, I would be busted. Like, are you kidding me? The minute I kissed someone <laughs> on the lips, I, it would be out in the world and I'd be divorced on my ass. Um, Seriously, though, like. You're, you're, Imagine you very... we were talking about this with Vanderpump. I'm like, the energy it takes to lie like that. Yeah, you have to be so deceptive. I mean, the things that Tom Sandoval was doing to get Rachel, uh, and then you know, the the telltale heart guilt uh, that you would just feel yeah. all the time. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you you'd feel horrible. So if it's that, but Kyle is really saying that Mauricio is like head in the, like head into his work. He's like, you know, the agency's doing really well. Yeah. So he's like, doesn't have time for her. They're emotionally distant. Distant. I think she mentioned it like she had a loss in her life, like a friend. Oh yeah. Passed away. Yeah. And he wasn't there for mm-hmm. her. So I feel like it's just there. Yeah. They're... She mentioned that I think on, um, maybe it was at BravoCon. I like totally forgot because she doesn't really talk about it. That would have been a probably a big storyline for most people. Her best friend of like 20, 30 years or something like that committed suicide. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was even mentioned on the show. It might have happened in between seasons. She, she, I think she mentioned it in like one line of dialogue in like yeah. two episodes ago. Maybe Barry. she like doesn't want to talk about it on the show. But I feel like for a lot of people that I mean, we're everyone's still- like... It's like what we're talking about with Olivia on Southern Charm where we're kind of like moving past her brother's death and it's not yeah. as much of an issue anymore. And Rod's pretending like it didn't right. happen. In and Olivia's I'm like, life. if Kyle's best friend of her whole life committed suicide, that would kind of give her carte blanche to um, have a hard year. I agree. <laughs> so there's enough There's enough in uh, Mauricio and Kyle's relationship that it could be not about cheating there's enough right. going wrong there i, I mean like... they've been together so long half of their kids are moving out like it's shocking that any marriage can sustain for that long so i don't need a reason but maybe there is like a specific reason but i think it could also just be wear and tear you know yeah, wear and tear i think you're <laughs> right um you yeah you really feel their distance here um yeah marisa's like you got another tattoo? It was my name, right? She goes, no, it wasn't your name. I know. And he goes, he's trying to like make it nice. Like 
he's like, well, I hope I get to see it. And she's like, you're seeing it right now. And he goes, no, naked while we're making love to each other. And she goes, <laughs> she's I don't like, think so. nah. Uh, um, let's not talk about Sutton's. Um, the matchmaker is dumb. I'm, I, I was happy. Uh, for some reason, I was uh, very optimistic about that storyline. I don't care. I don't think Sutton's really doing this. No. Also, the matchmaker is horrible. I mean, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you listen to Turtle Time. Like but annoying? No, she's just. She or goes, just bad her She job. goes, Sutton. Okay, I've learned some things about Sutton. She she's like once you pop the hood on her trunk and Sutton's like don't refer to me as a car and she goes she doesn't want a billionaire and Sutton's like I didn't say that and then last week the matchmaker <laughs> said something like let's let the guy uh, drive the car she keeps using all these car metaphors and Sutton's like I don't want the guy to drive the car so it, it just feels like this matchmaker is so off base with what Sutton wants but Sutton's also impossible she vetoed a guy for his outfit I know I, I I know. I wish that guy had changed his outfit. In that and then photo. Dorit's like, "Let's list everything that sucks about Sutton and talk about that." Oh yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's worth talking about when, for some reason, Sutton brings Dorit to have this. Well, I guess because Dorit had like offered advice about her dating, or right? So she brings Dorit, and Dorit really goes in on her. I think in Kyle's defense, sort of yeah. picking on Sutton. But then, okay, low blow number one. Sutton goes, "If Dorit fell in love with PK, maybe I need to not be so picky." Yeah. They're, I mean, gloves are off. I'm like, okay, well, that's zinger number one. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, okay, and then after this is where the FaceTime with Kyle and shows Morgan getting the K tattoo, which Kyle did physically tatted herself. Yeah. I, well, I think, right? And I'm like, is that guy going to like lose his license? Are you allowed to let people do that? Yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. She did a good job. Or do you think she just did like the outline and then he did it? I think so. There's no way Kyle trusted herself to actually tattoo Morgan Wade. I was surprised Morgan Wade let her just put a K on her. I know. Every kiss begins with K. What'd you say? Every kiss begins with K. Is that the Kate Jewelers theme song? (laughs) Yes. Wow. And it relates to (laughs) this, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are we at CBD party? Yes. Okay. There's I, a I mean, new we, girl. Like, have we we've been on Beverly Hills for a bit, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guess that means it was good. Yes, it was good. Okay. So there's a new girl in town, Anna Marie. And um I found her first scene uh to be a flop. She's trying real hard. I did not like that she paused everything and said, I don't know any of you all, and I'm just meeting you now, but why can't we all just get along? <laughs> I know. It was so clearly like I want to have a huge moment in my first scene. Yeah. But she does share Kyle's mom's birthday. Oh. Which made Kyle gave her goosebumps. And she said, that means you're really fiery? Yeah. Okay. Um, Something to think about. And then Sutton, for some reason, is with Cynthia Bailey. Yes. Cynthia Bailey is there, but she's not really remarked upon. It's just like, (laughs) of course Cynthia's here. And this is a CBD party because Kyle says, hey, I'm not drinking and everybody's giving me a lot of shit. So let's go on the other side of the world and I'm going to start, let's do have a big CBD infused or THC infused. Even though like 80% of the people didn't participate. And even Kyle did half of the recommended (laughs) Everyone did half. No one did the full. Dorit did (laughs) 0.1. That would be me. I'd go, can I do 0.05? Yeah, I was like, how did they even dose that? I feel like they probably just didn't do it. I mean, no one wants to be high on camera. Yeah. Southern Charm did this. I I don't know if you recall. Yeah, I remember. Um, And then Catherine got really pissed. She got pissed because, yeah. Because she's sober. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Sutton immediately talks shit on Anna Marie's dress 
which was just kind of rude. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't ready for that. I'm not ready for full, like, she was like, Erica wore that two years ago. I thought that dress would be in the garbage bin of history. I know. She goes, they're still making that dress. I was so like, she, I mean, okay. So whatever, maybe three days went by and Anne, Anne Marie already did something horrible all of a sudden. So she's like getting her licks in now. Yeah. And then Crystal is trying to be rude again in her confessional and it's a total flop. And she goes, Anna Marie talks a lot and asks a lot of questions. This bitch is nosy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was nice like, try. Moving it's, on. It's just like she's reading off a teleprompter. These like it's like insert shade for Crystal. Yeah, this bitch is nosy. Um, so it sounds like is her name Anne Marie? I think it's Anna Marie. Okay, Anna Marie is the new Fox Force Five. Obviously, she's already uh-huh. aligning herself with Kyle. She's going. Why can't y'all get along, Sutton? Yeah. You stop that now. So they, so Crystal and Sutton already hate her because something right. has already she's, transpired. She's there to defend Kyle, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kyle's like, ah, uh, Camille and Denise are coming. And Faye is like, oh, God. And um, they use it as an opportunity to do a flashback to Dinner Party from Hell. Kyle says, all we need is an electronic cigarette, um, which I always love to revisit that episode. Me too. Um, and so then, well, I did. I did like that the way they talk about that. Like, oh god, I just banged the mic. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> the way they talk about that scene is, I like that they they're like Bravo fans talking yeah. about it. Like the guy, the guy quotes it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just funny that that's like as they are as reverent of that scene yeah. as we are. I think that guy was his name, Justin. I think so. He has used to be like ten years ago, Kyle's assistant, oh. but I think he's fully like an E correspondent now. The dream. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I see him on TV all the time. I'm like, oh, he made it the dream um and so then camille and denise come in denise is making kooky faces this she's, whole night she's drunk as hell yeah her and, and aaron had <laughs> a big swig of tequila right before oh yeah uh and then they walk in and garcelle goes oh yeah and denise goes what's oh because i think that <laughs> no one understands how denise is getting put back in the mix right now right it's weird i think Garcelle invited Denise legitimately as a friend to her premiere and Denise showed up and uh-huh. then got on cameras almost accidentally. Uh-huh. And then this one is like, hey, Denise, if you want to be back in the mix, we can invite you to CBD dinner. Right. But Drive Kyle- in with Camille from Malibu. Right. Uh, just hop in. Yeah. And then she goes, uh, Garcelle's like, yeah, I'm not doing this weed shit. And Dan- Denise is like, I've smoked weed twice in my life. I'm not going to say who I did that with. And then like winks at the camera. Like <laughs> Charlie, she's just like yucking it up. Yeah. What's it? What's yeah. It? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. made. Her I smoke, guess that was the implication. He made her smoke weed once. But I was like, what are you doing? Try this, Denise. <laughs> it's called weed. You think he would do that? Probably. Uh, Denise. Can I say my, my thoughts on Denise? Yeah. She never gave a lot when she was on the show no she's responsible for bravo fucking bravo which is breaking the fourth wall which is only iconic because no one's ever done it before but right. it's hor- it was horrible to production yeah she stopped the scene she was only interesting for her and aaron being full-blown QAnon conspiracy theorists <laughs> like trying yeah. to take the energy from rocks and believing that they should have tinfoil hats and, <laughs> and they like, met because he gave her like a happy ending as like a doctor yeah, or something that was iconic i want to see more of that <laughs> i wish aaron was here and i wonder how he's doing I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of new conspiracy shit that he could be tapped into. Right. They were re- they were in scenes driving around Los Angeles <laughs> thinking they were followed by like government agencies. <laughs> he said the cure for cancer exists. They oh, just yeah. don't want you to know about it. Right. He was like, 
I mean, and he then was he was like on the verge of like screaming at all the women all the time. Oh, but she didn't even want to be at this weed party. Remember at the beginning, she goes, "Should we go to In and Out Burger?" So it makes me think. <laughs> producers just said, "Denise, if you feel comfortable going to the premiere, come to this CBD dinner." But she doesn't bring a lot. I risk. I don't. She doesn't. She's not needed. No, she's not needed on this show. No. And then they go to the table, and it turns out that Faye was seated directly across from Camille, which I was like, Kyle. Kyle. Don't do that to Faye. Yeah. And she just moves. She's like, I'm not fucking doing that, yeah. which I respected. Um, And then, okay, so Sutton pulls Kyle aside to go over their drama really quick. And I was like, I was like, round three? I know. I and like, I'm like, not before dinner. Yeah, but it's like they had their, the name them. The minimum yeah. controversy. Yeah. Then they had a, a, a talk, conflict again at uh, Garcelle's premiere. And this is the third time they're talking about it. Yeah. So then Sutton is like, I guess I'll decide to be real here and tell you what's really going on. Which I, you know, it was valid enough. It, it was valid up until the point. It was valid. I was like, Sutton, you're this is you're selling it. I agree you were drunk as hell. And then you <laughs> had this emotional thing happen to you the, where she lost Kyle. She shouldn't have said it. <laughs> And then I get more money from the child support. <laughs> then Kyle's right. brain just fully checked out. She was like, you have rich people problems. It's right. just like the designer who was stuck in right. a different country. Yeah. So if you didn't watch her, you don't remember. Sutton said her ex-husband got a promotion, which is moving him to London. And What does he do, you think? I don't know. She implied it was something very important, which it's I assume is just like finance. It's giving promotion to London? Yeah, Whoa. major. And so he basically was like, well, obviously that means you need to move with our son. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want to do that. And so now he's moving. She will retain custody and her son will be with her full time, which means she gets more child support. Um, and so ultimately, I understand the yes, point. The point is that that's dramatic yes. and stressful yes. because she has to work out those details. She has to deal with her ex. Yes. It, it affects her kids, where they live. Like, that's not nothing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing. Um, Kyle was very dismissive of this real thing. So I was like, Kyle, just fucking eat it. Like, you can be annoyed later and talk shit about, say everything you said in your confessional. Like, yeah. that's a perfect confessional judgment. Goes, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you that you're getting more money? What's that? And your, your kid excuse? for more time yeah. or whatever. So, so Kyle could be so easily in the in the in the right here on this but she is treating Sutton like shit yeah just she, say I'm sorry I didn't know you were going through that that sounds hard and then in your confessional be like oh boo-hoo you get more money that's a perfect confessional yes but then in Kyle's defense and I'll defend Kyle <laughs> she thinks Sutton is is um weaponizing yes. the drama of a conflict in her marriage to, that she's going to let it out at any point. And the reason why she brought it up when she was drunk as hell was because it's like, I'm holding this over your head, which yeah. is true. That's what Sutton did. Yeah. And I don't know if I buy the Sutton and Kyle true friendship because the way Kyle treats Sutton, I feel like it's like we were never really that close. Right. And Sutton is like, no, I'm a real friend. You confide in me. And I don't know if Kyle views Sutton that way. Right. Yeah. Well, Sutton gets another dig in here where she's talking oh, yeah. about how important her husband, ex-husband's job is. And yep. she goes, it's a big job, a big promotion. She goes, I'm not talking selling houses. Was and I was Sutton. like, I'm like, okay, so what does he do? Like, and what? I'm sure whatever it is, it's something immoral. Horrible. <laughs> He's like a lobbyist for, uh, I don't know. Let me see. Well, I'm going to look it up for one second. But, okay. Um, um, well, yeah, so say Kyle's like, you're that out of touch. Like she basically will not give her an inch on this, um, which 
I understand why Sutton was shocked. Like, I think Sutton came to the table assuming that she would be met with empathy immediately. Like, yes. she was like, well, I'm just going to tell her what I'm going through and it, that'll be that. Yes. And Kyle was like, boo, I don't fucking care, you loser. <laughs> yes. But um, so Kyle is just trying, like, she's like, it's just an excuse, just an excuse, whatever. So Kyle just really wants to get at you're a drunkard. Right. And then Sutton goes, what's your excuse? Yep. Which, you know. And then, um, yeah, well, we already said it, but Kyle said, were you drunk off your ass and you drank too much grapefruit juice and foot medicine? <laughs> and that's, that's too much. Yeah. Right. So he goes back to the table. Yeah. She table. leaves immediately. And then Crystal goes, just to like, if I'm going through this, Crystal goes, talk about what you were talking about in the room now at the table, because I yeah. need a moment for a second. Yeah. And then they cut to the chef in the kitchen. He goes, should I go out there? And the other guy's like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I always love when they show the Me staff, I love that like too. being like, uh. <laughs> I love that too. Um, but yeah, so then the, uh, they're talking about Kyle's like gym shit and her no drinking and all of that. And Kyle goes, don't get me started about like my exercise and health and whatever when you don't even eat. Can I be and, a little stinker? Yeah. I thought it was justified that Kyle brought that into the universe. Sure. Because Sutton put it on the table that, uh -huh. that they can talk about eating habits. Yeah. Like, like Sutton is Well, that's saying, the thing. It irked me. I didn't know about her eating problem, which, I mean, that sucks. I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, when Sutton was giving her shit in Vegas, I was like, it's one thing to like chide your friend about, like I would also goof on my friend if I was in Vegas and like our friend Lindsay would totally go to the gym. Like she just would. Yeah. And I'd be like, you fucking bitch. Like I'm ordering room service and I would make a joke about that. So you'd be like Erica and Doree. Sure. But like playfully being like good for you, but like I'm not fucking doing that. Like you can make fun of her for it, but Sutton is like, it's sinister. And I'm like, Sutton, I don't think you can lift a 10 pound weight. So shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you are not like the picture of like, I don't know, wellness that you have no. Any ground to stand on no. about oh. Kyle's At one life. point she says, I, I wish I could do her voice, but I don't trust myself to do it. But she says something about how Kyle's on the highest pedestal in all of the land, right? <laughs> Doesn't Do you remember when she says that? Yeah. She's like, but you don't ever talk about your personal life. Right. That's a mighty high pedestal you're on. You remember that part? It's scary. It was very scary. Um, um, a, a part of this, too, is that Sutton did get a lot of shit from Kyle for the last however many seasons uh, Sutton has been on. Kyle has treated her with disrespect, like she's um, an aloof loser. Mm -hmm. And I do think Sutton, as she's gotten more powerful and been on the show longer and has been sort of the rival to, to Kyle of a different group, I think she's now using this opportunity to bring it to Kyle, back to Kyle, to kind of give Kyle what she gave Sutton for a while. Right. Um yeah, so then, uh, you know, Anna Marie is like, you guys aren't saying anything to each other. Like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So then Garcelle goes, they're talking about Kyle's marriage. Like, that's the the secret elephant in the room or whatever. So then they're talking about the wedding band or whatever. Kyle's like, I bought it for myself. And then there, she's like, what do you mean by that? Like, which I'm also curious. About. I'm like, so what does that mean if she's wearing a new ring? Like, what? are you saying that's about and Garcelle goes out on a limb I don't even know if this yeah. is actually what was being said but she goes I thought it was a makeup band like like Mauricio fucked up and he had to buy you a yeah. ring which I was like oh I didn't know that's what you were saying and I had never heard that term before it's right. interesting that they all had their different versions I know of I makeup love bands. uh 
Camille was like, I got cars. Uh, Garcelle was like, I had a diamond cross. This is a thing. Like, it's like (laughs) cheating husbands. If you're rich enough, you just get a big, huge gift to like. I mean, worth it. I think Erica had some shit she got. Worth it for the cheat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you hate your husband anyways. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, Garcelle was good in this moment because it was kind (laughs) of just like, I'm going to just say what the hell. And also she had a very funny line when Kyle goes, where the hell did you get your necklace? That's like if I asked you, where'd you get your necklace? Where'd you get it? And she goes, Zara. That like broke the whole, like I was like, we can move on now because that was really funny. That And perfect comedic timing for Garcelle. I will say Garcelle is so real for that. She um, wears cheap clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. I was proud of Garcelle there. Um, Um, And Kyle's giving a fucking evil eye to Sutton in a way I've never seen. She, um, she, 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 there is something, there is something about Sutton that, that Kyle can't stand. And it's been lingering for a long time. And it was, I mean, I'd have to watch the seasons over again, but just, there is something about Sutton that Kyle, like, it's interesting that Sutton lived in her house for so long. Do you think there's anything there? Like about Burn, it, because she know? burned it down. Maybe, maybe she was drunk on grapefruit and <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the secret. And she their beautiful house yeah. down. And then, um, so then Kyle's like, you know what? Like, fine, I'll fucking tell you. Like, when I drink, I wake up depressed, and I can't afford to feel depressed right now. And I was yeah. like, well, that's you know, kind of case closed. It's not going to be case closed, yeah. but that's like a no. solid. Be like, drinking makes me feel like fucking shit. I don't want to do it anymore. That's real as hell. Like, okay. Like, I don't know why someone needs to fucking scream that out to you. I don't know why they're being so weird about her not drinking. Yeah, Kyle's bringing it. it. The episode ends with her saying that, being honest about herself. She's also honest about a rough year. What do you think rough year translates to? It obviously means they're having problems. Sure. It's just how big are these problems? So I think Kyle's being honest. I think Kyle is also being uh, is is right that Sutton is, is these are veiled threats that Sutton is like, I'm going to talk about an affair pretty soon. If you don't, you know, do something different. And so I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm such a fan of Kyle this season. I think she's really going through it and really Mm -hmm. bringing it. Yeah. Fiery. Fiery. That was great. I I think we should just end turtle time now. (laughs) I mean, we've gone quite a journey. Should for Salt Lake, should we just do sort of like top line? No one will be mad at us for, just going top line on Salt Lake City and then giving Winter House the Winter House Minute yeah, treatment because there's sure. not a lot to say. But um, Salt Lake City was was good. There's mm-hmm. stuff to say, but right. I think we can breeze over it. I see apologies. I see apologies. Yeah. Um. I, I if I'm talking about the through lines here, mm-hmm. Whitney suffers a devastating loss. Yeah. In her life of her friend, and I was like, oh my god. Is this are in this episode? Are we going to learn her friend is dying and then the friend is going to die? I know. Was uh, Sherry right? Yeah. I was like, oh man, like if she's being in, was it intubated or whatever? Yeah. I was like, oh god, this is going to be so horrible. And then like the next scene, it's like Sherry died. I couldn't fucking believe she was at that jewelry party. I know. I mean, I, I this is the one time where I'm like, I I believe what Whitney's saying that like she just wanted to be like, you know, brave and go there and be there for Meredith. And I actually yeah. think that um, well, that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um. But yeah, I mean, speaking of what I was saying with Kyle, like Whitney could have made a meal of that scenario generally if she wanted any excuse to, yeah. you know, the way that like Meredith always has something going on that she I think, makes an excuse about. I think no one is craving enough to like want to make a meal Sure. Of that. I just mean like it hasn't even come up. No, Kyle's. 
you... Whitney's. Oh, 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 you're right. Oh, the Whitney, this is our first time hearing this. Yeah, whereas oh, right. I feel like if it was Meredith, we'd be like, she's not going to deal with anything because of what's going on. Oh, yeah. And she... Whitney hasn't mentioned it. Right. Right, so we, we hear this all in one episode. She has this whole, you know, relationship. And I, I and then they show all the scenes. Like, Sherry had been there for her a lot of times. She went to the her PRISM event. Yeah, like, like the weeks, weeks before. That's the thing. I'm like, I didn't even know that was physically possible. Yeah, so Whitney was, you know, it was so sad. And I really, um, I was touched by how everyone, you know, uh, consoled Whitney. I thought it was really sweet. Like, yeah. when Meredith consoled her, Angie Kay really showed her true colors, which, say what you will about Angie, but she's yeah. actually, I think, a sweet person. For sure. She's doing, she's flopping a lot, conflict-wise, storyline-wise, but yeah. I think she's a good person. And I like that, like, Lisa legitimately loves Angie. I think Whitney legitimately loves Angie. Yeah. Heather is starting to warm up to her, so I'm fine. If there's a real good friend in the mix, that's a good cast member. For sure. Did you like that Whitney and Justin were marrying wearing matching gucci shirts yes, in the car I've, I've noticed that justin i don't know why because i never notice outfits justin is really a brand name designer brand mm -hmm. name guy now he wears fendi beanies yeah. gucci shirts he was rizzed out on watch what happens live riz the hell out um um he's wearing chrome heart jeans <laughs> i'm like I don't know what I would never wear that kind of stuff but it's like he's really making a, a, a statement of i'm only gonna wear big designer logos on all of my clothes yeah that's ridiculous yeah and so they, they their their problems get nipped in the bud which is exactly what i thought was going to happen mm -hmm. it's like everything pales in comparison to what Winnie's dealing with so they're definitely putting a pause on like their relationship it's like we're fine we want this marriage to work that's right. all that matters right um this lisa and meredith lunch i was like i can't even like keep track of what they're talking I about the exact same thing I, I was go, like, what? Go, this is so convoluted. <laughs> I don't understand Meredith's take. I don't, I'm, I'm like ride or die for Lisa now. Mm -hmm. I'm almost on Lisa's side for every single scenario that she's been in. I feel like people are really coming at Lisa and she's dealing with a lot from everyone. Mm -hmm. Whitney comes for her. Monica has been coming for her like guns blazing. Yeah. So Lisa's dealing with a lot. Meredith, I think Meredith wants to again lessen the impact of her threat saying veiled threats about angie k's husband which right she was drunk as hell yeah but she did it it's time to own the rumors and the nastiness yes it's time to just accept that you did something egregious there that most people find egregious angie yeah. finds it egregious lisa you can't really get mad at lisa for telling people what you said right and that's what Mer that's what's uh, a sticking point for Meredith. And right. Lisa already says, I've been keeping you at an arm's distance here because like, our friendship is so tenuous that mm -hmm. I don't want to like rupture it or, or whatever. And Meredith's like, well, did you uh, keep your distance, um, you know, friendship wise, or did you put your friendship on pause with Angie K? Uh -huh. She's like, no, I haven't been doing that. It's cause like, I think things are just still too bad between Meredith right. and Lisa that they can't fully resolve their issues. Yeah. It was all semantics. I was like, I, I can't deal with this. And then You're did right. you like that Lisa was wearing those very Angie K glasses? Yeah. Um, I was like, bitch stole her look. It, it really was. I was like, is Angie K coming in the door of this restaurant? Um, so they sort of, they, they come to a, um, I don't know. It, it was sort of a, what's that called? Just a, just a truce. Right. It wasn't, wasn't resolved. It sounds like there's still issues. Um, Meredith like just never makes much sense. I know. She's like, karma comes back. I was like, okay. I could ruin anyone's life right now. I so, damn. I loved that. Uh, Meredith, I loved, please don't ruin my life. I love when she was like, you said you could uh, ruin her life. And she goes, anyone could ruin anyone's Lisa life. Lisa didn't even make a meal of that. She could have made a meal out of that I love for, it's like forever. Someone says like, I'll fucking kill you. You're like, yeah. I mean, anyone could kill anyone. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mary, <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Mary and Monica scene, I just want to say, um, Monica, so I really loved Monica this episode. I felt like she came roaring back mm-hmm. after a flop last week. I loved her reintroducing the um, the Bermuda trip with wonderful uh-huh. rum and pastries. Uh-huh. I love that she did a full mea culpa to Heather. A great yeah. apology to Heather. Yeah. Like, perfect. Everyone kept being like, dang, like, you're really good at apologizing. It, yes, it was like, it was like, it was <laughs> she like, went like above and beyond. Monica did one bad dip in my mind where I was like, oh, I don't know, Monica, I can't deal with these Lisa Barlow impressions. And you, and you really got withdrawn at the party. But then she, like, this was Monica. Full I'm force. like a little. Her apologies were so over the top that it makes me feel like they were very calculated. I like them. <laughs> I was like Lisa. I was like, I want to hear more. Just wait till Bermuda. Right. Um, oh my gosh. Wait, modern missionary menswear? Modern missionary menswear was awesome. That was a great scene. <laughs> That's wait, the kind wanna, of shit I want to see. Me too. Me too. But wait, well, I just want to see if there's anything about the Mary and Monica thing. Oh, oh. Monica did just say, Monica, this, I got it. Monica, when you listen to this. She goes, I don't know how things got so bad between me and Lisa. I know. <laughs> I've been watching this season for 12 episodes. You started it fully. <laughs> you did everything on this Lisa yeah. front. You started this feud completely. You called her a piece of shit. You called her materialistic. You started doing horrible impressions of her voice. You started talking shit. It's yeah. like, we all know where this stemmed from. Lisa didn't have anything to say about Monica before she went fully right. in on her. So it's kind of ridiculous for Monica to be like, I don't know where this started. Right. For sure. Okay. Um, Okay, yeah, Lisa oh, and her family go shopping at Modern Missionary Menswear, which I'm like, that's, if I was like on a road trip or something and I drove through Salt Lake City and I saw that, I'd be like, I'm taking a picture. That's crazy. This scene could only happen at Modern Missionary Menswear. This was a beautiful scene. I want to say it from the onset. Yeah. This was beautiful. This Lisa, her family scenes, she can be on her own. This hit hard for me. I yeah. loved this. I love that she kept pulling options that were like, it would be like a zoot suit. And she'd be like, how about something like this? Yes. <laughs> and the guy would be like, yeah, that's really more for like prom. Yes. Now, why, <laughs> why in the world, in my non-Mormon pilled brain, do you have to go to a special store for clothes that to me looked very much in line with clothes I've seen in my yeah, life? Yeah, go to like Macy's. So is there... I think it's probably just like... You support a missionary store? Yeah, I don't know. I, do you think it's like owned by the church? I'll be honest with you. No shade to modern missionary menswear, but I could have gotten a tie and a white <laughs> t-shirt and slacks at a different store. Yeah. Maybe it's owned by the church. So everything in there is like sanctioned. Ooh, so it's like a little bit of... Um, what's that called? When you, like, like you're basically making money yeah. from this one thing. Yeah. I don't know what that's called or if that's even a thing, but it's like you get extra. Tax exempt. Yeah. It's like that's where you buy your clothes. It's like how um, when you're a Girl Scout, there's like special troop stores where you go and buy the patches and the vests and stuff. Yeah. I don't mean this dismissively and I don't mean this like, ha ha, this is so weird that this religion does this. But there is a attire that is specific to Mormons within the outfits that they wear, right? To sort of like protect them or... You, you know, oh, you know like undergarments. About? Yeah. So is it? Is Does it... everyone wear those, or is that because Heather talked about that? Yeah. Is it women only, or is it men too? No, I think men wear garments because is think it people... always, or when... is it only in church? Because when Mitt Romney was on the the uh, campaign trail, somebody um, accidentally pantsed him, and his Mormon underwear <laughs> were under them. So I think. Do you think from... he wears like um, overalls on his like Mormon boxer shorts? Yes, and again, I'm not saying this like ha ha. I think it's a real thing. Yeah. So is it possible that these these men's wear clothes, there's a full section of oh, undergarments that, that Lisa didn't even want maybe to Maybe they're built in, and yes. that's why the clothes are special. That's what that's that's what I'm alluding to. And if 
I, I don't I know we have a huge Mormon fan base. <laughs> if you listen to this, I'm not trying to be irreverent. I'm trying to just say, is that possibly the reason why this happened? Yes. Yeah. This, this store exists. I mean, again, we don't want to offend the Mormon church, but I have a hard time in my mind. I always um, am always thinking about Scientology alongside oh, it's it. It's hard to not compare them. Youthful religions. <laughs> they're, they, they don't have the the longevity of some of our classics. One could call it a very man-made uh, specifically. Yeah. And they, yeah. They don't have the legacy of some of the more <laughs> traditional religions. So they're easier to sort of poke fun at, I guess. Sure. Right? If one was inclined to do that, which I am not. Um, um, but yeah, I love that. And it was sweet. You know, she was just saying, Oh yeah, right. She's going to be it. emotional that he's going to be gone. And then she goes, remember when you were little, you used to say your heartbeat went to mom, to mom, to mom. Yeah. <laughs> Almost could have gotten tears coming out of my eyes. I thought it was so sweet. I thought actually, I thought Jack had been a little bit of a shit, um, Mm -hmm. like to his mom. I don't like when teenagers are mean to their moms, and I think that's what's going on in Beverly Hills too. Yeah, but he was actually sweet to his mom. Yeah, I think he kind of cried a little bit. He he did. Yeah. Once she said the heartbeat to mom, to mom, he like got sad. He was like, "When I'm gonna come back from Columbia, I'm gonna like savor my life so much more." And then Lisa puts it like. He is evangelizing, so like you, you can be dismissive of that. But she's like, he's also going to do a bunch of things, like spread, what, what, like they do community service things yeah, too. So it's not for just sure. evangelism. Yeah, I'm not. When I see little Mormon boys out on the street, I'm not concerned. I'm like, go boys, have fun. I say go boys too. <laughs> I say go um, boys too. Also, we got a comment from a turtle cutie that said his visa issue could be valid. Like uh, apparently they do just put you in the u.s until they figure it, it out it is valid i have an update oh. uh he was spotted at the airport uh go he 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 finished it his <gasps> anaheim journey irvine he journey flew is over. from oc to he, uh columbia there's Bogota? a yeah there's a mormon boy out of the loose out of the oc <laughs> there's to, a cougar on the loose <laughs> <laughs> out of the OC to bogota and he's out oh, it was okay. real it was okay. real lisa just didn't share the nuances <laughs> of that trip but it's it's real and he's there now this is sort of skipping ahead but did you think it was a little much when monica burst into tears at the thought of him going to columbia even though she said she actually has no connection to columbia she was shining lisa on to on almost egregious i'm telling there. you she's doing a whole song and dance to get back in these good graces uh, okay you, you know you've been right about 90 percent of what you've said and i've been right about 10 percent. so you're probably going to be right about monica but i thought this was the monica comeback to her sure her her, her we don't have to talk about her heather uh dinner we already talked yeah. about it. it she just she just gave heather uh, no excuses apology. Yeah. She was like, you set this up. I was so honored to be, you know, sharing that with you. I am going to Bermuda. I'll never do that again. Yeah. It was like, I like how she opened up. She goes, so I'm not coming. And Heather just goes, okay. Yeah. And she's like, no, I am you bitch. Yeah. That was fun. Also, they never really explained why she brought a case of vodka. Did Meredith request that she bring vodka to her party? Like she had to lug an entire. Who, who brought a case of vodka? Monica. Oh, it was the rum. rum. I didn't. I was like. Okay. Oh, I'm, no, don't, no worries. We, let's talk about it. So can we go to Meredith's event now? Yes. Coup de Gras of the episode? Plated by Meredith Marks. So, okay. Terrible so name in like, my opinion. She's, she's hanging by a thread. She's got her clothing store, Meredith Marks, right? Meredith, uh, <laughs> yeah. what's Which, it called? Marks by Meredith Marks? Yeah. And then now she has Plated. Uh, that's a terrible name. I, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that, but um, <laughs> this event. Because Plated means that it's cheap. Oh, right. Like gold plated. Yeah. Is it called plated? 
Yes. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe she needs. But to it's think still expensive. That. But that's not like a bragging. That's not like what you want to lead with. That's like means like, it's like a level below. Do you think she forgot that plated meant that? <laughs> Let's tell her. <laughs> so uh, this. Okay. So what happens is everyone arrives, and then Whitney has you know she is bearing an emotional burden. Like she's sad as hell. Yeah. And I think she came here legitimately to be a part of Meredith's event. And I think that I agree or believe her that uh, Sherry would have wanted this to, you know, uh-huh. her to just have fun in her life. So this was nice. Immediately when Whitney arrives, I, I thought this was sweet and a huge plus for Meredith that I haven't seen in a long time. When Whitney tells her that Sherry died, I loved Meredith's like response to it. It mm-hmm. was so sweet. Yeah. She like held her. She goes, I'm so sorry. She cried. And Whitney and her had a little bit of, of conflict. Mm-hmm. Like they were, and, and I just, I thought it was so sweet that that paled in comparison to what Whitney was going through. And Meredith just like gave her everything. I thought that was so sweet. Yeah, it was nice. I will say, can I say something like a little sinister? That's, yep. You should go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, of course. Sinister about Whitney? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> Sure. I think that there's a small part of her, if not a bigger part, that knew, first of all, that she would gain favor by attending, despite her tragedy, to Meredith. I'm going to call back to you. Remember when she was talking on the podcast about Justin and she use their most like trying example as what she did for him. Yes. Like she was like, I was there for him when his parents died. So I feel like she's like, look how strong I am that I, and what a good friend I am that I came anyways, even though I feel like she wouldn't miss it. She wanted a little of the, of the bravery that would come from. And then she assumed made a meal out of Lisa responding inappropriately. So, Okay. Like, I, I feel like she's like, if, if she, it's the thing is, it's like, I'm being a bitch because you should be able to do whatever you want when you've gone through that. So recently, like you can't respond wrong, like respond however you want. But it felt to me at least moderately, like she's a little, um, self-righteous is what I'm going to say. Okay. I agree with you and I haven't loved, uh, Whitney's uh, arc this season and I don't ultimately like what she does with Lisa. I could see a world where she just wanted to go to an all cast and she used Sherry's love of fun to justify it. I didn't think that, but then she did sort of use this occurrence, this, this devastating thing that happened to her life and uh, made everyone think about it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And Lisa got the full brunt of her emotional burden immediately. So, but I I do agree that Lisa flubbed the, intro i feel like you do need to like the first thing you say is, i don't i don't concur with it can we talk you about think it, it was fine yes let's do it so um but i was confused because the first thing that happened it felt more like there was chaos like there here, was so, okay so, go. yeah yeah yeah. no no, no. so 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 everyone has their own way of of greeting whitney through this monica does a good job angie had already done her due diligence over the phone meredith did a great job Heather um, hugged her and said, just compartmentalize it. It'll help you or whatever. I don't know what yeah. advice she like whispered in her ear. Um, and then, yeah, Lisa goes up. And Lisa, I think Lisa had done enough morally on her end before this party. Right. The, the there was flowers, a phone call. The phone call, the talk that she did not think that Whitney would want to possibly talk about it. I feel like Lisa has the receipts to show right. 
how much she already did this. And I believed her when she said, I wouldn't want to cry at a party. Right. So I don't know. Do you but, think if she would have gotten the flowers right before she left, there would have been no problem? I think if Lisa had not given a gift to Heather right in front of Whitney, to me, the true thing is that Whitney is grieving. These two truths are, are real. She's grieving. She's hurt. And Lisa his new relationship with Heather is something that Whitney is jealous of. Sure. I'm, I'm saying it. I, yeah. I, I'm officially saying it. I think she is. She I mean, wants that's Lisa's, what Lisa thought. She wants Lisa's love. Lisa's the most powerful member of this cast. She is the snowflake holder, in my opinion. <laughs> Heather and Whitney, she, Whitney knows deep down that Heather and Lisa are going to ultimately be better friends than her Whitney. And I think Whitney has had a grudge against heather's popularity ever since the show started i feel like she feels like she's in the shadow of heather Mm -hmm. and this rift she has with heather is to try to be um powerful on her own yeah so when lisa goes up to her when she's grieving and doesn't console her doesn't give her the all the love and does does it heather that broke whitney's brain which is what i'm saying is like she kind of showed up in like a freakum dress to this party and was like waiting for her (laughs) like she was like glammed the fuck out like which is fine but like i feel like she showed up glammed and was like ready to receive her sympathies which i'm like you kind of like maybe you should have just like showed up showed your support and bowed out i feel like she was waiting to see if everyone reacted correctly this is an audience this is an audience question i think this is a real little turtle cutie moral conundrum i I could go both ways yeah i was giving hashtag whitney (laughs) What, what, what would it be? Um, fake shopping for sympathy. <laughs> hashtag shopping for sympathy. That's that's a great one, and I don't know what the hell mine's going to be. Whitney, what would mine be? True and true, pure and, of heart. Pure. Thank you for doing both hashtags. Hashtag hashtag Whitney pure of heart, or hashtag Whitney shopping for sympathy. Can we do that? Yeah. That because this is that this is a huge divide. Like, and I yeah. think it's. I think it, it could be somewhere in between where she showed up to, you yeah. know, say this is my job to be on this show. I'm yes. still gonna go. Yes. Um, Sherry showed up to my shit. I'm gonna show up to my work event. Um, but then she got there, and when everyone wasn't like fawning all over her, she was like, "Wait, fuck you guys." And specifically, Lisa. Lisa is the one yeah. that that did it. And and for some reason, the fact that it was Heather, she keeps saying like you guys just became friends like Mm -hmm. she's like trying to lord over her friendship over heather and lisa's friendship which i'm calling it now lisa likes heather more than whitney yeah i I just they're just more alike the thing is is like heather at this point is very like light yes and fun yes and i feel like whitney used to be like that and now she's kind of like i i bummer i said this to you before because we haven't talked about salt lake city until this season Whitney and Heather were a powerful duo. They were the yeah. alliance first, Lisa and Meredith. And then he- uh, Whitney at some point said that Heather like cut her off when she was trying to tell tell a story at dinner and has just been two seasons of right. strife between them. Yeah. And that's why she's not reading her book. That's why we don't even know if she went to Heather's event two episodes ago. Yeah. She like just threw Heather away in right. her life. And I think that's egregious. I yeah. don't think that Heather did anything to warrant this cold war with Whitney. Yeah. Whitney used to just be like stripper pole, I, like the horny one. I, think, like... I don't like to use these terms and I don't know what's a better term than alpha, but like Whitney wants to be the primary diamond holder. She mm-hmm. thinks she has what it takes. And then I watched her and watch what happens live. I love Whitney. But yeah. she's just... 
she's not like the star of the show. Yeah. And sometimes people need to be accepting of that. Like you were saying with Sutton. Yeah. Why can't you just be the best utility <laughs> player? We've talked yeah. about this. She also, yeah, she just feels like she has a chip on her shoulder that maybe we can get past, but it's kind of annoying. Also, she does this thing which someone I think uh, on Twitter noted, which I want to credit to them. Whitney does not let someone apologize to them and does not listen to people when they apologize. She just keeps saying the same thing and railroads them with the same sentence. It's like the cursing at her house thing. She goes, you, it really makes me mad. That really makes me mad. That really makes me mad. And it's like, whoa, how do yeah. I get you off this? Seriously. I did love, though, that like uh, Lisa had no idea that Whitney was low-key pissed at her. And she goes, she wants to yes. open a conversation yes. to talk shit about Meredith, yes. like totally cluelessly. Yeah. And Whitney's like, life's too short. I don't have the capacity to talk shit right so now. So if you don't mind, I'm going to focus on the friends in my life that, you know, I, <laughs> that I'm are living. Over. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to go over here now and talk to John and Seth. <laughs> it's like everybody goes you want to go talk to john and seth and she was like oh okay right. um and then okay we go to the uh the portuguese bermuda and this is when gathering I was like, monica i was like you're back for me i you think she's uh partly sinister and i agree i know i know that she was you know drop, what's but, to come but I'm, I'm i'm living in the moment with monica sure. i'm 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 as episodes are fed to me that's how i'm making my opinions or, yeah. or you know judging her she killed it she goes, let's drink this rum, let's eat these pastries, and let's go to Bermuda and have the best time of our lives. And then that's after she gave Lisa the best apology she's ever heard. I right. Lisa was melting from her apology. It was yeah, so sweet. She said in her confessional, she was like, she wanted to make her keep going. But yeah, she was like, when I first met you, I was excited to be friends with you. I really respect you. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to go that fucking hard because you hated her guts last week. Like, you could just be normal and be like, I didn't mean to disrespect you. I, I <laughs> want this fake fight to end monica yeah. did not have a legitimate grievance against lisa i'm sorry monica i'm sorry you you went out on a limb on a feud with an og which is something that is a way to get power when you're a first-time cast member you did the wrong one like lisa did not do anything to you well go after i don't know you already tried with angie k go after someone else yeah this this feud was so one-sided i'm just so glad she just admitted i know it's not going to last but i liked this apology in the moment i'm glad i just want it to be over totally um, so yeah, then she, I feel like she felt like she had to make up for the flop yes. trip announcement. And she went over, like yeah. she did like a 10 out of 10 yeah. when she was giving a one out of 10 before. I, I just, it was like she, a producer whispered in her ear or someone told her, she was like, that did not go over well. Right. Go full force. And yeah. I was glad. I like to see her back. I also like when the guests at Meredith's party start to go over near the <laughs> rum and those pastries thinking that they were for all the guests. Yeah. And Monica said, that is like such a real thing that would happen at <laughs> Which parties. means that there was probably no food at that party. <laughs> and they were like, ooh, are there like donuts? And, and she then, was like, no. But then she was like, <laughs> Hey, actually, Angie K or whatever didn't marry didn't show up. So here's a bottle of yeah, rum and some pastries. Exactly. That was awesome. It was funny. I'm like, that would be me. I'd be like in the donut box. <laughs> this party had everything. It had weird little moments of like the party energy. It had apologies. It had fights. I was like, I, I loved this event. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Lisa and Whitney. This is the end yes. of it. Um, you know, Whitney's pissed off that she ignored her at the beginning of the party. And then she's like, I literally told you that my friend died. I called you first, actually, which I feel like she really um, held to a high regard that she gave Lisa the first. Whitney values Lisa's friendship so much and wants her to be her best friend. So she's right. like, I did all these things for you and you did the most despicable thing, which is give <laughs> my cousin who I hate a <laughs> gift in front of my face yeah and then Lisa's like I can't keep a mental calendar yes. of what's going on with everyone which is such a rude thing to say I liked it like I think that's fine in general but not when she's talking about that her friend died yesterday I think the un 
song thing here is that Lisa did probably 10 things. Already talked to her about this. Did not sure. know what specifically she needed to do at this event to make Whitney <laughs> feel better when she already did multiple things. I did like when Whitney was like, does she need an abacus to keep track? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, an abacus. I like that. A visual um, picture there. Uh, Whitney goes, I don't care about flowers. I don't care that you sent flowers. I want you. And then Whitney says the thing that Lisa can't stand anymore that she's heard a hundred times in her life. <laughs> Everything is about you. Right. And that's like, that's Lisa's, the thing that Lisa come, or they come at Lisa with the most. Yeah. That you are self-absorbed and you don't yeah. care about anyone else. Yeah. Which I don't think Lisa has been like that this season. She might be a little, who isn't narcissistic, <laughs> right? Like any, Anyone could ruin anyone's life. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm, so then uh, Whitney takes it too far. I thought yes. she leaves Lisa in the lurch saying, um, I, I forget what, like yeah. what, what separates them. Yeah. But she goes, you only care about yourself. Yeah. And Lisa, Lisa goes, Lisa gets very upset. Fuck this. Fuck this. Starts taking her mic off yep. or they're like, we need to check your mic. And she goes, fuck this. Like, I don't want to She's back like on. ripping it off. Did you notice that there is a pianist just sitting yeah. in the corner, like, not playing? Yeah. Like just practicing <laughs> like, in the background. She's like, she's like, maybe if I sit still, they won't know I'm here. He should have done a dun dun dun. Yeah. Wouldn't have been so fun. Yeah. And like, she's like, oh, I'm not putting it back on. Like, no. it was a full wall break. And this is her her third uh, fourth wall break. She oh. broke walls at <laughs> the in Palm Springs. She yeah. famously sort of broke the fourth wall when she screamed about Meredith, uh, right, fucking everyone in New York. And then this was like another. one. This wasn't really though. I don't think she expected them to keep this in because this didn't need to be in. But I just like that we saw how upset Lisa was about Whitney. That she's so yeah. tired of being cu- accused of being self absorbed. Right. And yeah. then it, it, it keeps going. I don't know if you saw a preview for next week, but it's um, yeah. Lisa. Lisa goes like, "Whitney, just shut the fuck up" or something, because Whitney like tries to bring up this thing again. So it oh, keeps God. going a little bit. All right. So I I don't think Whitney was justified in in doing this to to Lisa, but I give her a little bit of credence because emotionally, I think she was in the doghouse. Sure. Okay. I, I mean, think she is reeking of someone that maybe needs to get divorced. And have a second wind. She's already... You know what I mean? Yeah, she's already said she doesn't believe in monogamy. Right. Right? She revealed they've been together... They've been married 14 years, So she, she was said. 20 years old when uh, Justin had her bent over in his office in front of HR making love to her. That's crazy. Their origin story is like... Well, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> but don't you feel like she's like... She's reaching like... um, she's, I think she feels like confined... And I like think... she can't be herself anymore. And I feel like I could picture her getting divorced and having like a hot girl era where she becomes fun again. She's going to. She's, she's yes. going to. We talked about this last week. I don't think any of these marriages on this show are long for this world, except yeah. possibly Lisa's. Lisa I mean, I like Justin just fine, but um, it would be more fun to watch if I she was free. I don't really like him. I just don't really care. I, I don't. <laughs> okay. I, actually, I'm fine. Justin, I know you listen to Turtle Time. I, Compared I like... to the other ones. Seth, I like cannot get over his his shtick. I'm like, what the fuck is Wait, going when on she here? was giving when Meredith did her speech and she was like, he's, going, he's been here all along without fail, and he's looking around like, who me? My ears are burning. Is she talking about me? Uh, he's just he's so performative and over the top. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the Winter House Minute? Winter House Minute. <laughs> Ricola. Ricola. Is oh that commercial God. still on? Maybe. Oh, that's gonna be loud in the mic. Yeah, <laughs> I just looked at the the whatever you call it. The I don't think people. What do will, you call that? Uh, the levels. I don't think people <gasps> will listen past um, Salt Lake City. <gasps> Sad. Right? Okay, 
let's i think the main thing to talk about here is schwartz and yes. floody let's just keep it schwartz and floody centric right <laughs> you're gonna say you were making a joke about like keep it short oh keep no. it shorts yeah keep it keep it shorts um this episode is called say my name say my name so it's about katie <laughs> you know i didn't when i read that i was like why is it called that <laughs> And how you, and i the love minute, decoding for you and then that's like oh that's the only thing that makes sense so they're having the party of their lifetime i didn't think this party was going to continue yeah right? and katie is you know venting about yeah. how schwartz is so annoying because he can't just get over the fact of her god-given name yeah you know yeah um i did like the moment when jason tells schwartz that he's dating someone and he goes uh, it's Giselle. She's a housewife of Potomac. And Schwartz goes, really? Yeah. Like he's like shaken to his core. He's he, like, are you serious? He was really excited about that. That was sweet. <laughs> and then we we learned a little bit, which we saw at the producer panel or whatever. We saw that um, Giselle and Amanda have a little bit of beef because Giselle right. called her disgusting for walking barefoot at BravoCon. <laughs> yeah. Which we posted on Instagram. Giselle did a photo op, the winter house photo op at BravoCon. Giselle, barefoot. You're a barefoot hypocrite. <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Um, um, and then another main thing that happens this episode is that Danielle continues to be a little bit uh, fatal attraction with yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't She was help. wielding a knife at one point. It didn't help that she had that, um, <laughs> what would you say, 10-inch knife? Uh, she was like kind of muttering under her breath again. I'm gonna kill She's like, I'm, I, gonna kill I'm not the one. Yeah, I'm not the one. I'm not the one at all to fuck with. And she's like um, holding that knife over. He, Alex was like, Jesus Christ. I thought it was... Um, it didn't occur to me that uh, Amanda wouldn't take her side immediately. I, I kind of liked that. Amanda was was voicing what I yeah, was feeling voice last of reason. Week. I don't know. Amanda goes, let me deeply think about how mad I would be if I was having a casual hookup in a hookup house yeah. with someone who was very clearly into multiple people in the house. We fucked once, and then he starts to flirt with other people. She's like, she really had to get in that mindset. And then she was like, oh, I'm married, you know, so it takes me a little longer. But I'm in the same <laughs> mindset as Amanda. I don't fully know. Like, I'm not a full fuck one in the house and you can uh, well never... it's sort of like i understand why you would feel disrespected but then if you're you now know that that's how he is then like don't hook up with him anymore he he was so upfront about his sexual behavior that they almost bonded over the fact that he was trying to get jordan and she dissed him right or whatever and then now danielle was like well i still want to you know have sex with you it's just like i think basically they... amanda was like be cool don't be all like uncool she was and it i still i'm fine with danielle doing this i'm fine but don't amanda doesn't have to have your back morally on this i don't right. fully have danielle's back i'm i sure. respect her for doing this i respect that she doesn't want to sleep with someone then have him flirt with somebody in a cowboy hat you know right. right in front of her i did like when amanda was like me and danielle uh differ in a lot of ways yeah i mean <laughs> we saw that in summer house like this is the first season where they're probably going to be friends after a really long uh you know, iciness towards each other. Yeah. Okay. yeah so you want to talk, you want to talk about Schwartz's and Katie's trajectory over the night? Yes. I think it's very beautiful. Yes. So Schwartz is um, a 10 out of 10 drunk, which yeah. I haven't seen him like that in a while. Since like the early days of Vanderpump Rules, like he's drunk wearing sunglasses. He almost looks like <laughs> weekend at Bernie's, like you yeah. can prop him up and spin him around or whatever. <laughs> but for some reason he's being, he's being sweet to Katie again. He's let his 
drunken guard down. Yeah. And now he's ready, as long as it's not on camera, yep. to do what he really wants to do. Yeah. At 1.07 a.m. It was 1.07? Yep. Oof. That's a good time to go <laughs> in the bathroom. They go in the bathroom. Um, He's like, I think you should come with me. Yeah. And then she follows him in. Yep. And then whatever happens for a minute. And then she throws the bra out. I don't know if it was hers it, or someone else's. I think it was hers. I think okay. I was so wrong. It was hers because there was a long enough time to where I... You but why would she throw it outside? Was it to let people know that they were inside? Yes. Like it's a, a sock. sock on the doorknob thing? It's a sock on the door. And for some reason, Malia and Asia, is there not one more bathroom Ugh, you guys could go I in? I know. Can I get my contacts out? Really? I'm like, wait... You get those things. Those are probably one day's or two week contacts. You brought, definitely brought another pair. You can just put those in. Yeah. Like, you know that she's been trying to get laid this whole time. Aisha just fucking like, wait an hour. Can I go in the toilet? Oh my God. That was hilarious. I, I'm just, so, I was, I was like Andy Cohen saying, I felt bad for you. I know. Getting fully, um, CB'd. Yeah. Um, CB'd by the back. He, she says, um, she kind of, you hear it through the door, like a little bit. She goes, I respect that you don't do any of this on camera I so like, like that, that was just like said out loud um and then yeah malia yeah. wants her contact case so they have to she's like give me a minute and then aisha busts in i mean she was like blackout like they showed her before that everyone had tucked her in bed and, and, and he when he's recounting he says she just like sat on the toilet right next to them right and peed while they were doing that yeah but at first when she tries to bust in he goes i'm pooping i'm right. pooping and then uh he's like hold on I, i'm covering up i'm covering up I just, yeah, I guess, I, I guess if you're saying Aisha was very, very drunk, then I'll give her a little credit. I just like wish they could have just like let ten minutes happen in there. Like, Seriously. is there no other bathroom? And I know the bra on the on the ground, and knowing that they're in there, they should have just taken the L and gone somewhere else. I know. Um, um, but they were rolling around on the ground. Uh, Schwartz says the shirts were off, but it was PG thirteen. He yeah. says no sex. How do <laughs> right. you think about that? I believe it. They didn't have very much time. No, it was quick. And also, I think, I mean, Tom Schwartz was so, so drunk. Totally. Um, and then, so then they get kicked out of the bathroom because they're like, well, we're not going to go beyond that event. Yep. Um, so they go to bed and then Jason knocks on the door and he's like, can I sleep in here? <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> he slept in because Alex's bed was empty because he was in Danielle's Where room, I think. Where was Jason supposed to sleep? I don't know. That was so sad. <laughs> so he's just like knocking on doors. Uh, yep. And then they're like, yeah, the sexy time is done. Like and you then, can just come in. Yep. And then like you said, Danielle and Alex make love again. So Danielle keeps getting mad at him at night. And then <laughs> two hours later wants to have sex with him still. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> you can't get mad if you know what the deal is. And then you continue to be down. I mean, those are things I think. But do we all like... Is that how the world feels? I mean, I feel, I think that's the case, right? If you want to, if you want to say you're hurt by something, right? You wouldn't, you don't continue to right. do something that's going to hurt you. Right. It's, yeah. Okay. okay. So. Uh, also, uh, I'm not going to do an impression, but Aisha's voice is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, um. <laughs> yeah. The I, mix I, of the Kiwi accent and just the way she talks is like bonkers. Did you see that we had a divided house on <laughs> look like sisters? I think it was more sisters? on your side. <laughs> I got to say. Thank you. Oh, I, I want to say when Danielle wakes up, I thought this was a laugh out loud moment for me. A classic Danielle line. She tells Alex, she goes, last night I was cursing the day you were born. And it's like, it's just so funny that she like knows in her mind that like, that's how like horrible she was about it. Like right. hated him so much. And now yeah. she's like cuddling with him in bed. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. I'm like, just have fun with him and keep it, keep it light. 
I, I have to say about Kyle and Amanda, I'm like, I don't know. There needs to, like Carl, forging a new path on Summer House, a non-drinking path, which I know he can do. You don't have to, well, you say differently, but you don't have to be <laughs> drunk as a skunk to be entertaining. Carl's going to forge that path. I know yeah. he is. But can can you, is there a way to be entertaining on Winter House and not hook up? Corey is not being very entertaining, but it's, I don't think it's because he's in a relationship and he can't make out with people. Can't people just be inherently entertaining? Brian Benny is not like hooking up with people all the yeah. time, but he's just being he's very fun in Winter House. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I guess Kyle and Amanda, Amanda has just gotten to the house, but right. I'm just noticing just, I don't Low know. Low energy. Yeah, I don't know. Is Kyle having fun or are they editing out a lot of his scenes because they right. want it to be more focused on the makeouts? Right. They're kind of like, I don't know, they're kind of just like in their room talking about everything that's going on, like yeah. giving their takes on it. The review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you think that there's a ban on doing puzzles in the house? Because the- if I were in that house, summer or winter, I'd be doing a puzzle. No, there, there, there can't be because even though it's like a slow pace or whatever, I think it'd be fun for like to see those check-ins <laughs> and like montages of, of somebody putting pieces. But I feel like it would be too all-consuming and then it would become boring like the footage would be boring i think i used someone you know someone who was very entertaining could make doing puzzles fun (laughs) i should have asked that at BravoCon. everyone's getting like the tea and i'm like do you guys ever do puzzles that would have been a good question. thousand piece do you think anybody people would have laughed (laughs) or people would have been like i had that question too everyone would be like or 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 people behind you in line would all walk away because they were just about to ask that okay so there's two things just if we want to wrap this up do we want to be brief yes okay so flag football slash tom having to leave katie after their beautiful night of cuddling and kissing yes i thought tom leaving katie was actually very sweet and sad. It was sweet, and I love that he gave her a smooch. He, it was like, I, he, it was like, I love you, and I wish <laughs> we could spend more time together, but I have to go to my nightmare right I know. now. I have to go back to Walking hell. Walking down the plank. And I just, I cannot believe that we were watching the Vanderpump Rules reunion, and Saint Naval, our shorts had just been for three <laughs> days having the time of his life yeah. in Colorado, and then he has to go back to that cesspool of the reunion. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Everyone keeps being like, I don't believe that you're going to come back. And he goes, unless I die, I'm coming back. And, and that was awesome, too. And it's, it is like a cliffhanger. Like, will he come back? Yeah, will the, will, I still don't know. Yeah. Like, will the Vanderpump <laughs> Rules toxicity just drag him down into the muck and he can't come back to his happy place? Like, right. We don't know. But I thought him and Katie saying goodbye. I was like, this is so sweet. Yeah. Like she goes, and I don't know if he might not come back because he doesn't know how to process his feelings for me. But he, she goes, you, he goes, goodbye, Katie. And she goes, you saying my name makes me so horny. And I was like, you guys are a He beautiful. was like, oh, geez. Yeah. And then, and then flag football kind of ends on, it didn't need yeah. to end on Amanda flag Yeah, Amanda gets fully um, Marsha Bradyed. Yeah, it's the high and the low. Yeah. You get this beautiful emotional climax between Tom Schwartz. And you get to see Tom Schwartz like uh, crushing on someone, which we haven't yeah. seen ever. Yeah. He said on um, Watch What Happens Live, he was on after with Whitney, um, and he said that um, he, Andy was very nice to him, actually. Yeah, like, he, he didn't want a repeat of, of whatever Schwartz <laughs> dealt, dealt with the first time. Yeah. Um, but he said that he was so fragile going yes. into Winter House, both because of Scandaval and because of his family stuff, um, that he said he hit the jackpot 
doing the show and that it was a positivity vortex and that they're all still super tight and they have a group chat. Yeah. And I saw that they went to dinner the other night. I think there's going to be a reunion. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. He said something like, I feel so honored that, or lucky. Like it was the, the thing of my life to be invited to winter house. And Andy goes, wait, uh, why is that? And he goes, cause it was just the most positive experience ever. I just, I, his view of winter house is like so interesting to me. Just yeah. how, how sacred it he is loves him. it where I feel like everyone else, it's their Vanderpump. But yeah. to him, he's like, I have no stake in this game. Cause there's not all these people that hate me. Yes. And I want to say, uh, credit to the producers of winter house. I was so wrong i said i wanted to see sandoval in this house now <laughs> i absolutely that would be my worst nightmare yeah. i love them apart from sandoval yeah if sandoval was there they would not know how to play that shit and he right. would be he would not be having fun he'd no. be crying he'd be talking to everyone uh, they'd be having these like huge like uh emotional dramatic scenes yeah it would have been terrible I, yeah, this. That, I wonder if the Winter House producers were the ones that were like, "No." I think they were. Yeah, no, I think Sandoval said yeah. Bravo or producers combo. They were like, "That's not the vibe for Winter House." Right. This is a fun, lighthearted thing, and I think Schwartz wouldn't have wanted Sandoval yeah. there. It's like a no. good thing. I think it kept him alive. Also, we didn't talk about Hubhouse was in the crowd. Who was she there with? Justin. <laughs> but why? I don't know. I think she just said, "Is there an extra ticket to um watch what happens?" <laughs> she was um, like uh andy asked her about johnny bananas whoever the fuck and she's like we go way back yeah and he's like friends with benefits she's like no benefits and he's like maybe she's like no yeah um i i feel like it's part of Lindsay's uh pr tour that is not uh that is fizzling yeah she's like don't forget me i'm gonna pop up everywhere i can don't you remember what i'm going through i think i don't remember if I, I don't think I said it here, but I've said it to multiple friends when we've been out in the past like week or so. But you guys all saw Lindsay Hubbard went on a whatever date or outing with that guy, Johnny Bananas, who's from, I think, MTV's The Challenge. I and never he's on knew him. Until... The Villains or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Uh, House of Villains? House of Villains. Yeah. Um, so people know who he is and they all think he's a stinker, but she went out with him on a very clear um, pap call you know and we know she calls the paps sheena said Lindsay called the paps when they were walking out of that restaurant one day and they had that photo of them all arriving from this restaurant she calls paps and apparently if you read the article that the photo is in uh they went out to dinner and they went on a walk around the block during dinner and then went back so it was like she did a literal like pap walk and then the whoever posted about it page six or whoever it was um Lindsay commented on their instagram post and said must be a slow news day i don't want this and i was like <laughs> i'm gonna fight you like um, i'm gonna meet me in the ring yeah i can't take it two questions they had half dinner then did a walk around the block and then finished dinner or it was a classic dinner walk dinner and walk i heard what i heard is that they went back to the restaurant after Oh, so it's dinner, then let's process our food with a walk, and then let's go back. <laughs> Maybe as, dessert. <laughs> as we all Well, they're do. like, no one can see us in the restaurant. And then my second question, and we're going to end possibly with this question. <laughs> if I can convince Lindsay Hubbard to be interviewed by I'm Turtle out. Time. You can't? I'm out. Really? You, please. You couldn't, be, <laughs> you couldn't be objective and we just interview her? I would rail her. Okay. It would end poorly. I mean, okay. Could we consider that hard-hitting journalism? <laughs> Could we consider that like 
um, the insider and you're uh, Mike thing Wallace. Is, it'd be like interviewing Trump. Like you're not going to get an answer. You know, you're not going to get a real answer. Sometimes hearing people talk and what they say is um, because your interaction with her went so well last time. I'm not saying I, I'm saying I would be objective and I want to hear what she has to say. I, and okay. I just like wish to not be in her presence. Damn. Okay. She's like my arch nemesis. So maybe we could do a turtle time where we do our full episode and then I go, and now here's my interview with Lindsay Hubbard. And it's just like yeah. tacked on. All right. They do that on a keep it. Like yeah. just one of them will do an interview. Like they do what we do. And then, oh, that's then they yeah, switch on, to the, on the interview. Ring, on the big picture, I listen to that. Uh, Sean Finnessy, the host, he'll just have solo interviews that he just tacks on. So yeah, if there's precedent for that. Totally. Okay. I just want to say one more thing about Watch What Happens that uh, – Tom Schwartz got backlash for posting that photo with Sandoval and Jax. And Andy was like, you got backlash for that? And he was like, oh, yeah, I wish I didn't check my DMs. They were so scary. Um, and he's like, but they're my best friends for life. They're like my brothers. And he was like, I feel like a child of divorce sometimes. So it was so nice having them back together in one place. Uh, yeah, I have something to say to the people DMing him. Uh <laughs> Get used to chill. That. Well, chill <laughs> and get used to it. That yeah. is what we're going to be dealing with for the next three years or five years. of Vanderpump Rules is on. Yeah. All the alliances we've come to know are going to be shattered and yeah. broken and reestablished again. <laughs> That's that. This is happening. Andy also asked him if he's been in touch with Rachel, to which he said no. Yeah. And he goes, "Do you have her info?" And he's like, "You mean like her number?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I think so." And he's like, "Do you want?" He literally like went to grab for his phone and was like, "Do you want me to like?" I don't know if he meant like call or text her, and Andy was like, "No." But it was. It was, <laughs> like, it was, it was a... Why does he always go too far of like wanting to give the interview like too much info? I think that I yeah, that, there's definitely that, but also like, like, why? Of course he has her number. Why did Andy ask that? Right. Well, I assume she changed her number when oh, all that okay. shit went down. Well, I think then he probably was saying like, "I think I have it from <laughs> our time as being friends." Right. Um, and then he asked if Schwartz has voted for Ariana on Dancing with the Stars. And he said he voted once. He said he's a passive viewer, <laughs> which I understand because you can't vote while it's on. He, he was very uh, diplomatic and said the answer that is the most appeasing, as is his want. But saying that you only voted for Ariana once, that was kind of like... <laughs> but he <laughs> shouted out her cha-cha. Like, he was like, he says he watches it every week that her Britney Spears cha-cha was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then Andy asked, which Katie is the better kisser, Floody or uh, your ex-wife? And he goes, Lisa Vanderpump. That was... Fun yeah. answer. Yep. That was fun. So? Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> I think that... Um, I like that Watch What Happens Live. It was fine. It was good. They were both pretty... They're both pretty diplomatic. And neither of them it wanted to be very, like, outspoken and outgoing. I feel so like they, they needed one or the other to be someone more alpha. Yeah, they needed, like, uh, like Lala and Schwartz or something. Uh -huh. Whitney, like, didn't give a lot. And uh, yeah. Schwartz is always himself, which I like. But he's yeah. not like... Yeah, and Andy... It's funny because certain people, like, he's so mean to say Jax, but he's so nice to Schwartz. Oh, yeah. He loves, I mean, he's... Like, I mean, he kind of, like, chided him. He said that he had a Kate Gosselin haircut, but, you know. That was mean of him to say. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring it up. That was, he didn't look like that. Why did he no. say that? He had to give him a little, you know, Ribbing. knockdown. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good episode. What do you think? Um, watch what happens live or our episode. Our episode. No. Wow, you never. I don't think I even really asked that. Yeah, no, I I felt good. I mean, we'll see the little turtle cutie feedback, but I felt like we were kind of ripping, not to toot our own horns, but I had energy today, I guess. 
for yeah, once. Yeah. For once in my life. You did. And, and not, <laughs> not like it's any different or anything, but yeah, I mean, you were bringing it. I was trying to bring it to your level and um, I thought we fucking ripped it up. Three hours? Yeah, we haven't gone this long in a minute. I do think our Beverly Hills chat is like, was was pretty all-encompassing and sort of like the state of the union for Beverly Hills, not just these episodes. So I hope that people enjoyed that. And we're going to keep doing this where it's like the bits and pieces of the Bravo universe that compel us the most. And Mm -hmm. keep this as a big, gigantic, three-hour all-encompassing Bravo weekly show. Yeah. What what retains our interest? And if Potomac pops in there, great. Yeah. Yep. And coming soon, back to Vanderpump. Oh yes. Yeah. If if you're if you're not loving us right now, just wait till we're <laughs> back in the saddle for season eleven of Vanderpump Rules. That is coming so soon that you're gonna be stunned by it. Yeah. Um and not to plug anything, but we did drop some new T shirts, sweatshirts. We have Let's see. Kim Zolciak. Oh, yeah. Heather Gay. Heather Gay. The Grand Dame. The Grand Dame. Um, Teresa Judice or Judice. Um, Ken and Lisa. Ken and Lisa. Uh, like a sort of, uh, what's that called? A commemorative Ken and Lisa like love I shirt. want that one. Me too. And then the Bed Bugs from Summer House. Bed Bugs. That one rips. I, I love <laughs> that one. I honestly, if, if I'm only getting one of this first batch, I think I'm going for that Kim Zolciak. It's that good. beautiful beautiful radiant i didn't know kim had so many different fun faces and looks that kim zolziak hits kind of hard yeah it has um her ripping a cig it has her um eating pizza with while she's getting the laser on her ass um she's just can i can i say what we decided for the next uh drop that we're just gonna go all in on can i do you know what i was gonna say yes we're doing a nini we gotta we have to honor Nini. She's coming back into the Bravo fold. People love her again. It's like everyone. Can you was... imagine how many options we'll have for her she has different like glam? Fifty iconic moments. Her in the 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 exterminator outfit with when Greg was the cockroach. You remember that? Um, okay, so yeah, oh, that's. And then I do want to say um, Patreon. We already plugged, but please, if you love this experience, Amy and I are just like this, only less encumbered, more free flowing, and only about Vanderpump Rules and you know stuff like. Uh, other stuff that, that teases our uh, miscellaneous. I, I was gonna say David Zasloff, <laughs> Warner Brothers, a bunch of just random shit. But I think you'll like that. Villa Rosa VIP are our cherished, which they're listening to us right now. We love our Villa Rosa VIP. It's true. Yeah, we can be very candid over there because we don't have to be paranoid. We say celebrity gossip like the Christina Hendricks thing <laughs> that Amy said three hours ago. Yeah, that was a little sneak peek. That, that kind of stuff. Like I talk about any celebrities I've ever encountered. And then last thing. Uh, we haven't asked for this in a while, but um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere you can rate and review because that helps us in the algorithm. And we have we have some of the best reviews, like five is it Sweet five stuff. star four point nine. One person said, "Stop touching your mics for the love of God!" But <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. It's good there. stuff. And so if you like this, please that helps us. And then we want to be a go to Bravo show, you know, for the world, you know, an irreverent, <laughs> silly bravo you know showcase podcast so yes. let your friends know also if you've made it to two hours 53 minutes we are working on new art for no. our podcast no longer are we beholden to the vanderpump rules key art or show <laughs> art that is in the style of turtle time it's or, gonna have our pretty faces on it you're gonna see our faces <laughs> loud and clear with new font and everything new design new it's yes. like a full revamp. makeover 
It's a makeover. Facelift. We love Vanderpump Rules, but we are not Vanderpump Rules specific. This is an all-encompassing Bravo show, and that Turtle Time artwork is going to symbolize that. That's right. All right. right. Well, we say this every week, and it only gets (laughs) truer as I say it. It started out (laughs) fake as hell. I'm just kidding. Um, We love you more than anyone in the world. Amy and I do. No one loves you like we do. It's true. We love you. Sleep good and go to sleep now, and we'll be back in a week. (laughs) Good night. This one's for you tonight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.